Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Are You Talking R.E.M.R.E. Me. Before we get to that, we want to tell you about Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Adam, you got your mattress yet? Yeah. yeah. It's you un- terrific. You unbox that thing? Yeah. It just expands. Uh, Lisa is an innovative direct-to-consumer online mattress brand, and the best thing about them is they are also socially conscious. In fact, for every 10 mattresses Lisa sells, they donate one to a shelter through their 110 program. Not to mention, with a patented universal adaptive feel, Lisa's designed for all types of sleepers, including Adam. And now Lisa has expanded its offerings to include the Lisa Pillow, Blanket, foundation, and frame. Try a Lisa mattress in your own home for 100 nights, risk-free. It's available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Germany online with free shipping. This 100% American-made mattress ships compressed in a box right to your door the same way that it shipped to Adam's door. Whoa. Or you can try it at the Lisa Dream Gallery in Soho, NYC, and Virginia Beach, or over 80 West Elm stores nationwide. Get $160 off when you go to L-E-E-S-A, lisa.com slash R-E-M. That's lisa.com slash R-E-M for $160 off. And now on with the show. From chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively, that is, this is Are You Talking R.E.M. Re.Me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. We were off for a week. We took July 4th off. Hope that didn't uh, fuck up your Independence Day plans if you had some weird plan to sit there listening to our show while you watch fireworks. Um, Because all the fireworks are here on the REM show. Yeah. Weekly. All all the fireworks are in the, the... the back and forth, the repartee, the, the repartee, the us. verbal fireworks, certainly, certainly. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah Speaking yeah. of verbal fireworks, you like uh, the Usual Suspects? Yeah, <laughs> classic film. <laughs> I love film, but uh, I don't think this is an episode of it. No, no, certainly not. No, certainly no, not. No, no. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're here. Obviously, this is the the program where we talk exclusively about the band. <sighs> R.E.M. And even though last uh, week we were off and the week before that we talked about Stained. But uh, we're back and um, getting back to it. Getting back to it. Rolling up our shirt sleeves a bit and my pants legs as well. I rolled mine up. Look. Yeah. I'm basically wearing – yeah, you you look like a um, – you look like a member of Franz Ferdinand or a... Uh, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. <laughs> or Cabin Boy. I'm not That's, sure which. <laughs> when I w- was leaving the house, I was like, uh, I, feel, I, I feel like I'm in Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. You, so you made that joke twice. Yep, Interesting. Uh, well, okay. I told the joke and then I... Wanted to reiterate with no, a real fact. I talked to you about where I first thought of the winning joke. <laughs> oh, a glimpse behind and the curtain. And it was on the way out of the house. <laughs> the process. <laughs> Um, you look very summery. You, uh, oh, you appear yeah. to have a, a hair's cut. 
uh, hair's cut. Yeah, are you done filming your uh, your other thing, or is I, this the I, same hair's cut that you? It's the same hair's cut as before. I want I say hair's cut because I don't want you to trap me with that. I got a mall cut business yeah. that you love to do. That's really funny. <laughs> really funny. Um, but you look very summer. You're wearing sort of not a deep V, but uh, certainly uh, uh, it's not a it's not a neck. V at all. Well, it's it, uh, it, it's more like the U in a in in the W. The U that's been doubled. Uh, maybe you're just pulling on it's it. It's an opening that the head goes through. Yeah, but I think you've been pulling on the bottom part of it, so it looks like well, a that's V. that's just because it's like summer and I'm you're itchy. so relaxed and stuff. Itchy. And itchy because of all the... The s- bugs s- constantly crawling the sun all over rays. you. Summer bugs. Summer bugs. Um, I want to introduce the man with whom I'm talking, um, as well as myself, I guess, because uh, I don't think he's going to do it for me. Um, you know him from such roles as Biff on Parks and Recreation, uh, the Hellraiser in Hellraiser. Which Hellraiser were you in? Stop it. Why? Just, you don't want people to watch it, out. it? No. Listen, people can watch whatever they want. It's a free country. It is a free country, yeah. and thank God for that. And, yeah. and that's what we were celebrating last week on Independence Day. But you don't think that that extends to... Uh, hearing about which Hellraiser movie Listen, you were in, I only want to promote the, the whatever shit that I can make money off of. So okay? you don't make any zids off of Hellraiser. I'm not going to get any zids from from the Razor. You've maxed out your zids on the Razor. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, come on, that thing came out years ago. So you uh, do you They're ever not throwing me zids? Do you ever do you still get the checks, the zids from any any anything that old, or are they like a penny or I'm what are sure. they? Now? It's probably down to like. You know, pennies on the dollar. So what do you get zids from currently? Do you get them from parks? You must get a nice, healthy, monthly uh, stipend. Just a little I, walking around money honestly, from parks. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. <laughs> this is how successful Adam Scott is. He he no. he does not no, no. take a look at any of the checks coming in. That's not— He doesn't pay attention, certainly, not, to any of them going out. It has nothing to do with, with any of that. I just don't know. You just don't know because it varies so much, or because you don't pay attention. To I it? don't. I, th- I don't pay attention. <laughs> there, that's what I'm trying to get to. Okay, it does not impact your life in the least. Where how, the zids are, where the zids are, how much money you do? Con- you get your zids personally? No, of course not. Okay, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making fun of you. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, Adam Scott is here. Hello. Hey. And of course, I am Scott Ackerman, and um, very exciting show today. We are going to be talking about the Harriam record around the sun. Um, yeah, we're going to be, we're diving in. That's, it's kind of, have you had this experience when you talk to people about the show and they're like, uh, when are you doing around the sun? Yeah, people have been eagerly anticipating yeah. what we're going to say about this record. Are we going to like it? Are we going to give are it we a true defend it? hatchet job? Are yeah. we going to, uh, th- th- you know, uh, metaphorically throw it into the ash can or waste paper bucket? Or the ocean of uh, critical reception? Mm, I don't know what that means, but yes, we're, we're going to definitely talk about it. We also have a, a wonderful guest. Comedian Todd Barry will be joining us. Oh, yeah. Uh, a man who, um, who uh, I, I don't want to say he auditioned to be on this show, but he certainly he sent uh, us a demo reel. He yes, he 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 did a self tape, essentially yeah. where he slated, um, and he, he talked about a different. Uh, he gave us artists. profiles, yeah, and he just gave us a preview of what he would be doing. It was a good audition. The I kinds of things he would be saying. It wasn't all that natural, you know. It like, was okay. It was like I could tell he was. 
like in his head and acting, he's but pushing a little bit. Yeah, I was pushing it definitely. Um, <laughs> he's currently <laughs> yawning, <laughs> but we'll get to him. The reviews are in. Adam. I was about Jesus. to say he wasn't relaxed enough, and then I looked over and thought <laughs> he was yawning. Even more relaxed. I, I, I got to ask him one of my first questions: Have you ever yawned during a role? Oh yeah, um, because not enough actors yawn. Because you know when you you, you get the job and you're. I'm, maybe you relate to this, and you're all excited, like, well, what are they going to think of me? Do you yeah. think I'm going to do a good job? Am yeah. I going to show everyone that I'm a good actor? People yawn all yeah. the time, and people don't yawn in movies for some reason. You barely ever see real yawns or real sneezes in movies. Yeah, people go, yeah. or whatever. That's not real. Yeah. They sneeze like that. I all did the time. yawn the other day on camera, and I and I was I was wondering. I thought to myself, I wonder this if this will ever be mixed. <laughs> was it? Was it? Also, I I would think that if I were doing it on camera, it would be like an indictment of the person with whom I was doing a scene. Like if you're on screen yeah. with Meryl Streep, you just let out a in the middle of a scene. That would that is the dream. That would be so awesome. Yeah, I don't think I was in a scene with any. I think it was. I'm trying to remember what I was doing. It was a but single I think, or something? I think it was me like grabbing something in the kitchen, like by myself. I don't remember why I was yawning or what I was doing, but yep. it wasn't. It I was. I was it not wasn't worried with another actor. I was yeah, not worried you about offending insulting anyone. someone. Did you ever think when you're acting with Meryl Streep that you're like, holy shit, this could wind up in like a package of, uh, you know, a clip package of her work? You know, like that's all I want. That's all I want. This could wind up in the in memoriam. <laughs> whenever I'm doing anything, all I want to do is wind up on different uh, compilations. Yeah, reels. You that's know all exactly. I want. You know, I used to. I, I grew up. Loving the Academy Awards. There is no higher honor yeah. when it comes to art yeah. and artistry than the yeah, Academy yeah. Awards. And, and and some would call the them Oscars. No, no, no. What do you mean? No. That is a that is a nickname that I think is denigrating to the Academy Awards. That I disagree, Scott. For, it's like calling Christmas Xmas. It's like putting a big X over Christ. Okay. Okay. Because you're getting rid of the Academy. Okay. And you're saying that, oh, no, Oscars. There's no one yeah. fucking named Oscar Listen, in the Academy Awards. I don't, this is a fucking bullshit. I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, this is fucking bullshit. And under normal circumstances, I would agree with you because I hate Xmas and everything it stands for. You hate that? Yeah, yeah, of course you hate Xmas. Scott, Scott, calm down. I'm sorry. Uh, the Oscars is a nickname, yes, but it's commonly used even by the Academy itself. They their posters around town. Sometimes it says the Oscars. Well, I soon. you know I, I hope you noticed that they 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 made everyone stop saying and the Oscar goes to. They now force them to say and the Academy Award well, goes. Yeah, to. I mean when you're presenting an award, it's time to use the real name. But when it's you know leading up to it, it's like are you going to the Oscars? I don't know. Are you I going to the right. Oscars? What do you it's call? Fine. What do you call your awards that you've won? Oh, I call them uh, empty shelf. <laughs> the shelfies? Yeah, the shelves. <laughs> have you actually built your uh, awards trophy shelves? I have, yeah. In anticipation? It's, it's empty. You'll get there. You'll yeah. get there. How about you? Where do you keep all of your awards? Uh, you know, uh, Is there one room that's big enough to, to hold all of your awards? I don't think there is. Mm. I mean, it's the, the uh, accolades that I've accumulated over the years are just too enormous. Um we, we're talking about REM 
uh, on this show, and uh, except for last week when we had off and the week before when we talked about Stained. But uh, we do get a lot of letters from fans here, and uh, it's time to open up the old mailbag, Adam. Uh, the old REM the podcast mailbag. Podcast mailbag. We got some nice stuff here. Uh, we want to thank John... Uh, A.K.A. Lost and Found. He's hmm. in a band called Lost and Found. Hmm. L-A-U-S-T-E-N, uh, one word, and then found. And he's done plug themes for my show, Comedy Bang Bang, uh, over the years. And uh, he is uh, stationed in Naples, Italy, um, previously fixing submarines in Guam. Uh, now he's stationed in Naples, Italy, and he's a big fan. He says, after a long day of dealing with goons, it sure is nice to be able to get a chuckle from us. Uh, and uh, That's he awesome. uh, wanted to give us some T-shirts, so he has some – oh, wow, this one has me on it. <laughs> um, he gave us some uh, T-shirts for his band, Lost and Found. Oh, that's great. And uh, so uh, thanks to John for that, and he says that uh, he has – uh, music on Apple Music and Spotify, including um, an REM song and a U2 song. So go check that out. Uh, we also got some postcards from Jenny Berggren, who gave us individual postcards. Didn't uh, yeah, cool. didn't give them to us together, which I appreciate. I got my own individual one. You, uh, I, my postcard is the lyrics to How the West Was Won and Where It Got Us from oh, the mine fan is club. So Fast, So Numb, which is one of my favorites. Which is one of your favorites, she says. Um, she's a super fan who could never throw anything away r- regarding REM, so uh, filled these out and sent it to so us. So cool. Very, very cool. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. Um, we also, this is uh, maybe of interest. Uh, we got from... I remember this. I remember when the Don't fan, interrupt club, me. fan club package Don't interrupt me. You're being fucking rude. Stop it. When Is this an fan... episode of You're Being Fucking Rude? I think so. Hey, everyone. Welcome to You're Being Fucking Rude. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And I gotta say, Adam, you're being fucking rude. I apologize profusely. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, even though I don't agree with you, I what do you mean? apologize. What do, you, what do you mean you don't agree with me? Well, there was a natural lull and natural lull in the middle of a sentence you were doing, Fuck and it was time for me to being, step in. You're being even more fucking rude. Wait, is this an episode of you're being even more fucking rude? I think so. More than the simple words I try to say. Hey, everyone. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And welcome to another episode of You're Being Even More Fucking Rude. Adam, you're being even more fucking rude. I disagree, but I apologize. Because I apologized before, even though I didn't agree. And all I did was add a little color commentary about what I thought uh, you were doing when I jumped in. And I thought that what you were doing was stupid fucking bullshit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. And the simple words I try to say. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. So, what what do you want to say? Oh, just I remember when these postcards came out in the holiday fan club package and it had the lyrics from New Adventure songs, and this is before they were putting lyrics in their album, so it was a big deal. So boring. What's the what? What is the podcast we're doing? What what are we here to do? Boring talk about? bullshit from Adam, I guess. When you want to retitle it, that's right. Stupid shit I thought of. Right. You know what? You're being fucking rude. <laughs> it's a snap. I think so. Ooh, wee, 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 wee.
everyone. Welcome to You're Being Fucking Rude. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And what did you want to say, Adam? Well, you know, I was talking about, uh, I was kind of archiving a memory, if you will, uh, of- What are you, from Westworld? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and I thought you were Archiving a, a memory. All right. Now, I, you know what? You're being even more fucking rude. <laughs> is this an episode of You're Being Even More Fucking Rude? I don't know. No, it's not. Anyway, okay. great ep of this one. Yeah, See you later. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. I apologize. Thank you. I, it was interesting, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so yeah. this is like the first actual confirmation of what these lyrics were I, yeah. to it's you. Fine. It's fine. Um, all right. This comes to us from Christopher N. Um, Christopher N. Uh, was uh, helping his parents clear out their attic for an impending garage sale in their neighborhood. And he was rifling through his stuff. He looked at papers from his college days. And he came across a binder, pre-internet, of printed REM song lyrics, postcards, clippings, and stickers. And tucked into the back pocket of that binder binder is something that has not seen the light of day in 25 years or more. Uh, this is a comic book, Rock and Roll Comics, R.E.M., that he he bagged and boarded. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and gave to us. Uh, uh, so this is a, an actual comic book starring the lovable lads from the band R.E.M., including, um, including the people who are in, who are, who's in the band? Those guys that are on the cover. Yeah, of the these comic. guys. Yeah. So this is what, like. A, what year was this put out? This was put out. Let me check the check the old, the, old, uh, the old date on there. Yeah, looks to me like uh, first printing October nineteen hundred ninety one. So this oh, is cool. around uh, out of time era. Yeah, and uh, it, I, I don't know whether it's all in black and white. I can't tell whether it tells the story of the band I or can't whether believe it's. A I've f- never seen this before. Fictional story. It. I'm going to pass it over. I to you. love it. Uh, so thanks to Christopher for that. Yeah, that is very is nice. Awesome. I also want to thank Rick Bailey, who I guess I shouldn't thank Rick Bailey because he basically sent us something to autograph, although there were some nice words in there. So, all right, I'll thank him. Anyway, thanks, Rick Bailey. Um, what do you got? You got anything for me? Because I opened up the mailbag and I, you know, talked. Is that it? Is that all the mail? That's all. Well, we got four pieces of mail this week. All the notables? No, that's uh, that's notable everything. And, <laughs> and in totality, okay, okay. we got four pieces of mail. I am excited about this comic book. Okay, great. Go read it, uh, you know, under your covers with a flashlight tonight. I'm going to. <laughs> with Naomi. By the way, I saw Naomi the other night and uh, your wife, Adam. Yes. And um, uh, she said she's been getting a lot of messages about go on the pod, go on the pod. Uh-huh. And I said, I said, Adam – must be like when he – you must love the days that we record or the nights after we record because Adam must come home just like refreshed. Like someone's <laughs> listening to him. Someone's talking to him about his interests. Uh-huh. He must like sleep 13 hours uh-huh. like a baby uh-huh. after we record. <laughs> but uh, would still love to have her and cool up on the pod. Could you be said really it'll, funny. Could be – last time you said that it'll never happen, but now you think it I could be I doubt really it'll fun. ever happen, but I think it would be really funny. I think it would be fun. Um, what else? What'd you get up to over the past uh, couple of weeks? Oh, boy, Scott. Oh, um, I've been, excuse me? Oh, boy. That's, that's not how, how I you, sound. That's exactly how Why you do sound. you have a, a rich pageant there with you? This the is the vinyl. thing that Rick Bailey wanted us to sign and send back to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, will you do it? 
do you promise right now to sign it for him and to send it back to him? I can't make. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on this. about anything. I'm not <laughs> allowing myself to. I, I learned that lesson long ago. Really? What? What? Uh, which lessons did you learn long ago? Because you were telling me you learned ten lessons. Don't write any checks mm-hmm. that you can't cash. At exactly. least, at least your butt can't cash. Exactly. Don't write checks with your mouth. That your butthole cannot cash. <laughs> why that expression? I've yeah, always wondered me about. Too. Like, why is why are people's buttholes cashing? Like, what what are they trying to say? Like, if you if you say some harsh words to me, I'm gonna kick you in your butthole. Yeah. So if you can withstand that, yeah, then go ahead and say these harsh mean things to me. Yeah. If your butthole, if like you have an iron cast butthole. That will withstand my kicking of it. Then, yeah. then feel free to say to metaphorically write these checks with your mouth. Is that what it's trying to say? Yeah. I, well, I'm just trying to. I, I've never seen a butthole in a bank cashing a check. Have you? I've never. I, I've seen. I got to be honest. I've seen human beings in banks. Oh yeah, and, well, yeah. and most of them have buttholes. Well, as I think far if, as we know, they. As have far as we know, I we think if know. they didn't, then but did you ever see any of them use their actual butthole to cash the check? I mean, there was a, a gentleman who was sort of my left footing it because he didn't have arms that worked, um, but okay. he certainly wasn't sticking the pen, the bank pen, you know, on those little chains. You ever, you ever notice? You ever notice? Yeah, you ever notice? You ever notice you go into the bank and they're always like they they go they always got those pens on chains and they uh, like the pens are always out of ink and you're like uh, who's gonna steal this pen? <laughs> <laughs> this is that's listen. A good, I get, that's a good chunk. Is this an episode of That's a Good Chunk? <laughs> I think it might be. Hey everyone, welcome to That's a Good Chunk. This is Scott and this is Scott and we're talking about our favorite chunks. Oh, good. Chunks. What are your favorite chunks? Oh, I like big. Big chunks I can just I can just put my fists around, yeah. you know, just hold in my hand. You want to know what my favorite chunk is? Tell me. From Goonies. Oh, yeah. He's I a great him. chunk. He's a great chunk. He's one of the better chunks. You know what I? What chunks I like? What's that? The chunks that are in Rocky Road ice cream. Oh. You know what chunks I like? What? I like the chunks that are in Rocky Road ice cream. Wait, I'm having deja. <laughs> Wait, is this an episode of Wait, I'm having deja yeah. laugh? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to I'm Having Deja. <laughs> this is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, you you were saying something. Yeah, I was saying, I, I, wait, I'm having deja. <laughs> All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Um, mm, man, good, good, some good. Apps. Can I tell you a bumper yeah. sticker I once saw that kind of <laughs> sure. is in this universe? Sure, uh, I guess if said, this is the level we've sunk to. Sure, it, it said, uh, and this was twelve years ago. What universe it, are we talking about? MCU, the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic yeah, yeah, Universe, so Marvel and Star Wars, all in mm-hmm. that. Got it. Disney yeah, Disney universe. stuff. Yeah, uh, it was uh, like twelve years ago in Canada, and I saw a a uh, a bumper sticker that said, "You just put a stop payment on my reality check," <laughs> and. I still can't what? figure out what, what are they means. trying to say. I don't know <laughs> who. Everyone, I I don't society. Know. It was on the or back a- of the car, so I think they're saying like, "Hey, listen, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about honking at me, or if you did honk at me, 
you you just put a stop payment hold on, on my reality. Hold on. But, I know. But when Listen. someone says, hey, you need a reality check, that's saying to someone like, you need to recalibrate your thinking. They're so, saying. So the honker would be saying like, you need a reality check. But then the person is saying, no, no you put a stop payment on that reality yeah. check. The person honking. Just put a stop payment on the reality check of the person that's driving the car with the sticker on it. Yeah, but that's what so I don't they understand. Were, they were seeking out they were a seeking, reality check. They were I like, guess. fuck, I'm I'm driving around here like an asshole. I better get a reality check. And then someone beeped at them. Put a stop payment <laughs> it on it. It was the like, reality. okay, fuck this. I'm not I'm not gonna undergo yeah. this reality check anymore I, because I, you're being such an asshole. I guess I have to wait till I get home to have my reality check. <laughs> That's one of those things where I think, like, we'll figure it out in heaven. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like that's one of those things that I'm going to ask God, like, you know, okay, who dumped the bird seed on my porch, you know, eight years ago? Was it my neighbor? Yeah. D- we'll did she do know. it? You know, like we'll these things know. that you just never know and you'll finally get to ask God about. You'll finally say, like, what was going through that person's head? Or where did all the socks go? You know, in the dryer? Yes. You ever not? You ever notice how you yeah, we notice. you'd be taking a you'd be taking a uh, you'd be you'd be taking a load out of your uh, dryer and you'd yeah. be like counting your socks and you'd be like okay one two all right there's a pair yeah. uh, three four oh there's another pair yeah. five six oh there's another pair and then uh, you know eight ten twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen yeah. twenty twenty two twenty four twenty six yeah. twenty eight thirty it's a lot of socks thirty two thirty four thirty six thirty eight forty yeah. forty two forty four forty eight yeah. And then you gotta go to work with two socks that don't match. And you gotta wear like eight pairs because you're like, I have too many socks. I gotta, what am and I doing? Everybody at work is like, what, what's wrong with what's, you? Who's socky over here? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? The side where there were socks sticking straight up and you just swung your feet over the bed and put your feet in socks and fucking fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm fucking losing it. Scott. Fuck. Scott. What? Are you okay? Fuck. Scott. I started doing a comedy bit and it fucked me up. I feel like you just went into some sort of comedy black hole. (sighs) Fucked me up, bro. Now it sounds like you were just doing cocaine. <laughs> Is that how people sound when they're doing I, I cocaine? Don't know. In movies. You don't know. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a Bright Lights big city over. That's right. In this bitch. Um, shit. That was fucking intense. Yeah. That, Are you all right? Yeah. Okay? Doing, yeah. It's just when you do it, when I was shouting and then I was like sniffing and then I was breathing heavy. It well, like, takes a lot out of you. It's when you ask questions about like where do all the socks go, the birdseed yeah. thing you brought up, which was super weird. I mm-hmm. think you have no choice but to really go deep like that. Exactly. Thanks. Thanks for appreciating my work and my process. And I, you know what? I think that you just put a stop payment on my reality <laughs> I think check. I might have. I think that I will be appearing in your in memoriam clip package. I guess with so. that performance right there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? By the way. Okay, you'll you're. You might make it in the Oscars in memoriam, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, if you're lucky. They but, don't really have a uh, clip package, though. Yeah, well, they do for some people. If they're fa- Like, you're not going to make it in the, oh, my God, he was so famous that we had to see him do one line in one thing. But they don't have, like, a series. Uh, unless Not it's like everyone does a huge. line. Yeah, yeah, someone huge always. So you're never going to make it there. <laughs> but, you, but uh, you know, God willing, you'll be in the Emmys one. Wouldn't it be strange if... 
like all of your loved ones. I guess you, you'll be watching from heaven, maybe. Yeah. But so you're watching from heaven, and you're like, oh boy, what clip Here did they? Comes. What clip did they pick and, for and my it's in a memoriam clip from this, <laughs> yes. which wasn't even filmed. It's not filmed. It's just audio with just black. <laughs> A black screen. And everyone in the audience is like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck are we watching? And it's not even me. It's just you having that weird freak out. Oh, man. That would be amazing. I'm going to make sure it happens. Yeah, call the Television Academy. Make sure it happens. Okay. Um... Okay, you got anything else for me, or do we uh, need to uh, go to a break here? You got anything? Let's go to a break. Let's go to a break. Son. When we come back, we are going to have Todd Berry is going to be here, and we're going to be talking about, amongst other things, we're going to be talking about uh, the Harium album, Around the Sun. We will be right back with more comedy bang bang. No, what show am I doing? Are you talking Harium? Free me. After this, we'll be back. Hello, Adam. Hi, Scott. Hello, Fresh. What? Yeah. Hello, Fresh. That's not something you say every day. Not every day, but today. Today, it's definitely something we're saying because support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Just C-E-E. Just cook, eat, and enjoy. Oh, my favorite letters in the universe <laughs> when put together like that and standing for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about the plans that you can choose from with HelloFresh. Okay. You got classic. Right. I mean, come on. How do you get better than classic? Oh, man. But what about veggie? Oh, yeah. No meats. No meats. And family. You have a family. I do. So that would be perfect for you. Each box delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, you can feel confident in your cooking. That's a good feeling. There's There's even a lot of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup if you're a slob like myself. So you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. Like listening to R.E.M. for one instance. Absolutely. So uh, I've been getting HelloFresh over the past couple of weeks. How is it? It's delicious stuff. It's so easy. There's pictures. Even a dummy like me can put it together. Cool. It's amazing. It's great. What's your favorite one you've you've made so far? I love the... uh, There was this chicken thing that I made. I got to look up the uh, exact title of it. What was it? It was... Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, Well, first of all, there was this pesto pasta that I did, which was incredible. Uh, And then uh, there was a chicken thing. Anyway, it's great. It's great, great stuff. Um, Sounds great. And for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash R-E-M 30 and enter the code R-E-M 30. That's right. HelloFresh.com slash R-E-M 30. Enter the code R-E-M 30. You're going to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. It is incredible. We'll see you there, and goodbye, Fresh. Bleep, blop, bloop, blop, bloop. We're R.E.M. Welcome back. If Weird Al were to do a parody of this, it would be like Night Awaker. 
Oh, yeah, because it's different than Day Sleeper. Yeah, that'd be so funny. It's really funny. Uh, welcome back. This is Are You Talking Ari Emery Me, Scott and Scott here, and uh, it is our pleasure to introduce the guest on our current episode. He is a stand-up comedian. He is an actor from such movies as The Wrestler and uh, what else he got? That's pretty much it. <laughs> but a great, great role in that. Aronofsky ever put you in anything else, or was that like a one-and-done deal? I feel like you're trying to compliment me and then take it down. Like, <laughs> I mean, Scott you did does the one, that. You did the one Aronofsky time. movie. No second one? No. <laughs> Which well, takes like, the glory of being in one of his movies right look, away from you. A lot of directors, they're like, no, no, I can't use that person because they were in my previous film. Like, I don't want to blur, you know, much yeah, you like Robin Thicke. I don't want to blur the lines here. I think you want to spread the wealth. and Yeah, exactly. That hasn't, you know, uh, been officially spread over on my side of the table, but... Hey. Uh, I'll put in a word for you. <laughs> I really wish you would. You ever been in a Soderbergh film? I was direct, I was in uh, The Nick. You on, were? Yes. On The Nick. Oh, you were on The Nick. Right. That's, what I, that's, that's what I was getting I at. I love The Nick. Yeah, yeah because he loves show. to use comedians. He does. Um, and uh, again, that's I have not received the call, but I'm very happy that a friend of mine has. I think you could probably get cast in a show that's no longer on the air. <laughs> what was that <laughs> set like? A- was it as... Uh, cool. As it was it like looked. a hospital, I think. It was in uh, yeah, it was up. in like a townhouse in Brooklyn, and I was told that he um, he likes to hold the camera himself, and he yeah. holds one of the cameras, and that you won't know when you're done. That's what I was told. Uh huh. So at some point, did he it, follow you home and just no, no, no? You didn't know you were done, and you're yeah, just like eating breakfast the, the next day, and you're no, like, no, it's just this thing, fucking he thing just is doesn't still do that thing. Like we're rapping on Todd Berry, and then everyone applauds. Oh, you kind of just go, oh, we're not shooting anymore. And then I go, I'm, am I done? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. You're Suddenly done. you find yourself outside, <laughs> and you're like, what? what but it was nice. not in this anymore. He was nice, and he worked very quickly. And yeah, I was out of there by like ten thirty in the morning. What time did you get there? Uh, 10.30. Normal. <laughs> three days prior to that. <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't seem that quick. <laughs> anyway, By the way, Todd Todd Berry is here. Yeah. Hello, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, I'm kind of wondering why I, was in that first, why I wasn't allowed to be in that first segment you guys did. Because it was so great. <laughs> I Look, I warned you you were not allowed to talk. I know that. And you wanted to show I, up. I obeyed it. <laughs> I obeyed. You obeyed. I respected it. Yeah, and now I'm bringing you. it up, though, which I guess is kind of I mean, Because that's just part of our dom-sub relationship no, I where like I gave you. you orders and you said, yes, master. I don't try to creatively uh, control anyone else's creativity. Great. But I can't imagine how tough it must be not to have been a part of those killer bits we were doing. <laughs> those KBs. I feel like at least once I could have chimed in and said something. Would you have been nah. mad if I chimed in? I would have, yeah. Okay. I would have been furious. would have been like, annoyed, but I would have been fine with it. Yeah. I, well, oh, I, you're I, trying to get, play it off like you're so been, much more chill than me? Been super that, cool. By the way, that is not true. As we have found out several times on this show, Adam is not a chiller. Uh, he is uh, uh, an uptight. Uh, he's he's more of like, uh, if this were the odd couple, he would be like, who is that one dude from the Felix? odd couple? Yeah, you're a Felix. I'm not a Felix. You're a total Felix. Oh, about certain things. But I would have been super chill about so, you. When you charming. say certain, like 99.9% of things, you're a Felix. Yeah, but that's certain. That's not everything. That's true. The point one percent. You think this falls within the point one percent? Yeah, if yeah. If you were to talk, yeah, I'm like a Louis about that, or the uh, Oscar. I'm Louis a, I'm C.K. An Oscar. No, no, no. I was. <laughs> what I are you going to do to Todd guy, over I thought here? The other guy in the odd couple was Louis for a second, but it's Oscar. speaking of Louis, you were in Louis too. I was in. I was in several recurring episodes, yeah. recurring character. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Todd, and uh, it's so good to 
to have you on the show. Uh, you're a wonderful comedian, and you're you happen to be in L.A. Uh, on tour. I would imagine is that what you're doing? I here? did a few shows, which I can't promote because they happened already. Mm-hmm. Great, but um, you but... missed them. They were good. <laughs> <laughs> you can still promote them. <laughs> yeah, if uh, so, so people may weekend, have time was, machines. Last weekend, uh, you could see me at. Uh, is that uh, how you pluralize that? Time machines, or is it times machine? Oh, like machines. attorneys general? It's yeah, or times Whoppers Junior? Yeah, S- centers for disease control. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Center for disease control. How many controls? centers for disease control are you going to, Todd? That you that comes up for you so well, quickly? I believe there's only one, and if you, you watch the news occasionally, you'll hear it. That's true. So that's something that cannot be pluralized. It's not like a private walk-in clinic or something. It's something that cannot be pluralized unless you're talking about a fantasy world or a world in the future of someday there may be two centers for disease control. But I believe that is what it's called. Maybe someone could look it up in the research department. Who knows? That's not Ryan's job. Have Um, you noticed people have stopped saying an historic moment? It's – they're back to I say it as, a historic. I moment. say it as often as I can. It, it bothers my father. But on the so news, much. they don't say an anymore before historic. Well, I think that all came from from you know when we all had uh, halfway English accents where people were like historic. They would pronounce it like that. An historic evening. Ah, oh. you know what I mean. But now everyone says historic. So so there's no there's no point necessary. To it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds strange coming. What, okay. do, what do you do, Todd? When you talk about historic moments, now I'm trying to think how I would do that. What, uh, what are some of the historic moments that you can think of um, throughout history? When I was in The Wrestler, that was a few yeah, years ago. Historic. Mm-hmm. That was an historic moment. Okay, for but me. I guess but you know, uh, widening the circle past yourself. <laughs> like, can you name? This is a good challenge for you. We had Todd Glass on a couple of weeks ago and trying to name REM songs. Can can you name three things that have happened in history? Yeah. Um, Hit the, me. The election of. One Donald Trump, <laughs> right? Sure. Okay, uh, that's number one. The election of Barack Obama. Okay, you got sure. two. I don't think you're going to be able to get th- and, three though. Oh my! Can I get back to you on that? Third? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll find okay. out later. Um, Todd, we're going to get to to the album. We're going to talk about Around the Sun and various other things. But before we get to that, there's a question that look. I put it out there on all social media platforms that you were going to be on the show. They were so excited, and everyone had. They were like, "You got to ask this question. You got to ask this question." And they they all agreed. How did I miss all these tweets that you did? There there was one question that they all said you got to ask Todd, and it was, um, "When did you first hear of REM?" Oh, that's. uh, I actually, when I was living down in Florida, South Florida. When were you living in Florida, my good man? Between nineteen, as they call it, America's droopy dick. I think uh, between 1972 <laughs> and 1987. 72 and, and 87. That's so a good we, chunk you of your life. You were born in South Florida. I was born in the Bronx, actually. Oh, okay. Hey. Then, I know. You, oh. Yeah, it's the oh, oh. Pizza. Oh. Ravioli. Hey. Oh. Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. New York. Tortellini. Man, you guys, I hope you guys get the accent work you Deserve. Yeah, yeah Deserve that was our VO was. audition, by the way. I think what do you, you nailed think? it. That was a perfect. Oh! We try to tape all of our VO auditions during the show as to not waste time. People usually don't even know what they're doing. They don't notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so around then, like right after Murmur came out, someone made me a cassette of it. Ooh. And I loved it. And then I That's drove- piracy. I know, comb taping is killing the music industry. Yeah. That was an old expression. <laughs> but- <laughs> it certainly did kill that music <laughs> industry. Oh, yeah. taping. But yeah, so then in 1984, 
before, after, right before or as Reckoning came out, mm -hmm. my friend Rich and I drove 12 hours to Atlanta to see them at the Fox Theater. Whoa, baby. Yeah. Who's that this friend Rich? Awesome. He, I was in a band with him called The Chant, which was like kind of jangly uh, guitar. C-H-A-N-T-S or C-E? Uh, neither of those. The Chant. The ch oh, the singular <laughs> Chant. Singular Chant. Oh, okay. Uh, now, is that C-H-A-N-T or C-H-A-N-C? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to answer this question. Um, I thought this was a straightforward REM podcast. Was the, oh, was the chant uh, REM influence? It sounds I think like so. It was. Yeah, like sort of like Rickenbacker guitars yeah, yeah. and twelve stringy. And do you remember any of your songs? Um, oh God, I get all embarrassed. Were you singing my, as well? Or no, I was you? doing bad. I was a bad drummer in the band. Oh, cool. Um, do you still play drums? I sit in once in a while, and I get to sit in with. Uh, like if I open for a band, which I've done occasionally, it's sort of a condition that you have to let me sit in. Really? Or else I just go, I'm not open for yeah, a band. Yeah. Really? Which bands have you opened for and sat in with? Uh, Super Chunk. The, uh, a few, in December, Yola Tango was doing a show, and I sat in with Jeff Tweedy and Fun. Spencer Tweedy and mm -hmm. Yola Tango, and we played uh, a T-Rex song. Well, which one? Shit, what's it called? Uh, dan, dan, Bang dan, a gong. No, no, not Droopy dong. Florida. Um, what was it? I forgot what it's called. I'm embarrassed. Uh, is it? Oh, Jeepster. Jeepster, yes. I'll I once played Jeepster that with, I, I played that with him a few years prior with Alex Chilton and Yola Tenko. So, Whoa. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And he, uh, he said, after I was done playing, he goes, you're a hoss. And I had to look that up. <laughs> what, does <laughs> it mean? what does it mean? I think it means like cool guy. Cool cat Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's and cool I also remember Alex another Chilton. Alex Chilton thing I said where I, I was very self-conscious because like I know the... Yola Tango, but I didn't know Alex Chilton, and he went this like comedian playing drums. Right, and I said, uh, "I go, I'm not, I just let you know, I'm not a real drummer." And he goes, "Those are the best kind." Wow, oh, that's, that's cool. very nice. Yeah. Um, who Who else have you played with? Can you um, give us? Any, did I you mean, guys play Big Star songs with with him? No, I'll, they may have done that, but, okay. I, I, but you just played. Jeep, I just sir. they were like, I did an opening set, and then they they said, "Todd, let's bring Todd up here." And, mm -hmm. And everyone leaves, and then they miss out. No. Did you play with? Awesome. Uh, did you play that Billy Joel? Were you in that band that did the Billy Joel? Oh thing? yeah, I was in. <laughs> I was in a Billy Joel cover band called A Matter of Trust, and yes. we uh, <laughs> we played a few. It was me, John Benjamin, uh, John Glazer, uh, James from Yola Tango, and Tom Shalou on backing vocals. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we played a couple of times, and we and you played you played a matter of trust. That's all we played, and sometimes we played it twice. Yeah, <laughs> so you go a one, a yeah. two, yeah. a one, two, three, four. Exactly, and then I kick it in with the yeah. cymbal crash or something. Wow, <laughs> yeah, man, that like Phil Ramone, big Billy Joel sound. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I had just a, pretend to know what he's talking about. Is it Phil Ramone? <laughs> Isn't that who Phil Ramone produced? produced yeah, like, well, he produced. I don't know that he was producing in the eighties, but I feel yeah. like you're yeah. combining Phil. Is it Phil Ramone? No, Phil Ramone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't. I thought he I'm produced wrong, all his stuff. I could be wrong. He yeah. may have. Yeah. He did a lot of. Yeah. He definitely did the seventies stuff. But uh, I remember once we did. I think the first time we played, we were at the Bowery Ballroom. I forgot who we were playing with. I think it was Maggie Olatanka, and they were setting up the drums, and they're like. Uh, well, we have a, like a two-foot riser, but you don't want that. We have like a uh, half half a foot. And I go, no, we're going to be doing the two-foot riser. <laughs> Give me the two. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be really ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you were in this band with your friend Rick, you say? Rich. Rich. Yeah. Oh, I thought you mentioned Rick and Bacher. Um, no. 
<laughs> that was my, that was the duo I was in called Rich and Bocker. <laughs> Where you were Bocker. Hi, I'm Bocker. Not even Rick and Bocker. Rich and Bocker. <laughs> Is Rich here? <laughs> um, so you and Rich were in um, this band yeah. called The Chant. Yeah. And uh, he, was he the one who gave you the tape of... No, I think it was a friend of ours named Tracy. Tracy, who's this Tracy? Fellow I haven't or talked to her. In, she's a woman. Okay, I have no idea where. It's she not is. Tracy Letts. No, it's not actor and director. Okay. You play right. Yeah. winning <laughs> writer of August Osage County. Okay, it's not him. It. No, I don't think so. Okay, got it. It's not Tracy Ellis Ross. Not Tracy Morgan either. Okay, got it. Got it. I okay. think that we're out of Tracy's arm. <laughs> I think we're plum out of Tracy's. Um, okay, so so you. What did you think when you first heard? Uh, I mean, it really it just I've, it just had you had that feeling where you're like, oh, this is I found something here. What and what was it? What was unique about it to you? Uh, in in paint the musical landscape of 1983 ish or so when you I first mean, heard this. I became cool musically in '79 when Blondie and Rockpile played the Sunrise Musical Theater. Very good, Bill. So I went from like uh, Boston and Sticks. Nothing mm-hmm. against those bands, but I sure. sort of shifted gears a little bit. You went from AOR to, to a slight. Yeah, I mean, really, there's not a lot of difference between those two bands, other than what radio stations they were played on. Okay, that's a whole other podcast. What Boston and Blondie? <laughs> I mean, Boston and Blondie. It's you're not talking about like, oh my god, these two bands are so different. They all had drums, guitar. They were played on FM radio. They had bass guitars so, too. Yeah, so you're describing basically every band. Yeah, every band. Every is band the same. is the same. <laughs> Look, I, that, this is something we've run into with this show. Every song is basically the same. You think so? Yeah, it's been really tough. Vocals, guitar. Uh, bass and drums. also drums. Yeah. It's Have like, you ever seen like a cover singer play like the same chord progression and then they sing four different songs to show you that? Oh, yeah, well, that they're all the same. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I've hung out at the Universal uh, Studios <laughs> City Walk, if that's what you're <laughs> trying to ask me. That's where we met, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, We're always there, the three of us. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's an underrated place to hang. It's great. <laughs> I actually uh, we we go there a lot because uh, Kulop, uh, uh, a nice fan of hers, sent us an AMC card to get yeah. into movies for free. And the closest AMC to our house is Universal City Walk, yeah. and you can go park for ten dollars. If you go see a movie, they give you five back. So it's basically a five dollar trip to the movies. Yeah, for us. And uh, oh, I we, go there to see movies all the time. So we and anytime I'm there, uh, Casey Wilson hates that we go there. I take a picture of Kulop somewhere <laughs> at City Walk and I text it to her. And Casey writes us back, "Stop going to that garbage place." <laughs> <laughs> and we eat at a, a at a Bubba Gump, and Ooh, we're uh, delicious. And we're happy the rest of the night. Go over to uh, what's that? A Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. Authentic cheese. Uh, the Bronx fitted cheese. Oh, uh, Parmesan cheese. Oh, shredded Parmesan cheese. Shredded that is. cheese. Oh. If oh. I had stayed in the Bronx longer than my first five years, I would be talking like yeah. you probably would. What do you call your accent? Is it Floridian? I'm a little congested right now, but I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could call it congested. Congested. Mm-hmm. Congested neutral. Much like the traffic in uh, Florida. Uh, and mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hell, yeah. So you were a fan right from, not from the first EP, Chronic Town, no, but from I did, yeah, I did. Murmur On. Yeah. And it was because it sounded different than I don't know. It just kind of, uh, it moved me emotionally. Yeah. And, uh, emotionally? Yeah. So were you I'm, able to pick out what- I podcast we get emotional. We certainly it. do. Well, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Immediate tears are streaming down Todd's face. That would be if I... You have problems. 
Um, yeah, so it just kind of you know hit me the way. Uh, what was it emotionally about the band that that were you able to pick out lyrics or were or you know what? the thing with me is I like I I never know lyrics and I never know what they mean and I never even try to know what they mean yeah. and it just sort of I let the song. The feeling Flow of the all song. over me, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think that's something that, you know, we've talked about it on this show. I think R.E.M. is a big reason why I don't really pay attention to lyrics because they were they were indecipherable and right. so they were just sounds. Yeah. And so I kind of listen to music that way in a way of just like, ah, everything's just sounds Do to you me. sing along at concerts? Like I've never yeah. understood singing along at concerts. Oh, my God. There was this one concert I went to. I went to sl- to see Slayer yeah. with this uh, woman that I had uh, feelings for, and uh, she was a big Slayer fan. And so we <laughs> she got us tickets, and we really? went. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, That was actually Brian Posehn. <laughs> yeah, it was, I love – I'm in love with Brian Posehn. No, but I remember shouting and singing along. I was like, rain of blood, rain of blood. And she, like, turned to me at one point and goes, it's rain in blood. And I knew, Ooh, I knew it was over. Last date, huh? Yeah, I knew yeah. it was over. <laughs> I hope I'm getting those details right, by the way, because I don't know I enough about Slayer uh, to say whether it was vice versa or not. But, yeah. But I ended up seeing R.E.M. live several times. And How many times? I, I mean, I can name – I can try to name – Name that. Let's name the albums, and you can say how many times you saw that. No, tour. that'll just uh, make okay. it even more difficult. Sorry, I saw you them see, at, the, see them like in their later years as well. I saw them at Bumbershoot in Seattle, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I forgot whether. Yeah, I don't think Bill Berry was in the band anymore. Probably yeah. not. Ten years ago. Okay, and uh, but I saw them at the University of North Florida with the Minutemen opening. Whoa! Uh, I, I believe they're called Minutemen, not the Minutemen. Right, yeah. So that was an interesting so thing. So that must have been pre, because uh, uh, D. Boone, was that his yeah, name? Yeah. Passed away in what, 80s? It was shortly, it was like, I think it was a few days after that show, actually. Oh, I oh, thought you were wow. going to say you saw him a few days after he passed away. No, I did say, not. How was that possible? I wish I could have. <laughs> was it like 84, 85? Yeah, probably 84, 85, yeah. And, okay. uh, what a great show to see. St. Petersburg, I saw them with this, you remember Let's Active, the band? Yeah, Let's yeah. Act, they opened... And then I saw him and I don't know. This was that what, it was Let's Ask Active with Mitch Easter? Mitch Easter, yes. Yeah. Did you know Mitch Easter? I've never met Mitch Easter, but mm-hmm. I saw uh, I saw him at – I sent you that picture of me. Yes, okay. This is how Todd got on the show. And let me explain this for the listeners. A lot of people want to be on this show. That's yeah, no, there's yeah, no please. surprise. It's, no shit. <laughs> no – hey, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, you, Keep you, digging, Watson. Yeah, yeah. But um, Todd had to prove his bona fides. And so I was like, Todd, a lot of people want to be on the show. What do you got for me? Let's Just see your bona fides. And uh, you texted me a picture uh-huh. of – at first I looked at it. I was like, yeah, R.E.M., great. Who cares? Sure. Yeah, of course this is a picture of R.E.M. Sure. And then I looked closer, and I, I had to put the, the entire phone screen up next to my eyes. And I looked at it, and I was like, I'll be goddamned if Todd Barry <laughs> – isn't standing next to the band Harem himself yeah. right there. Remember. It was with uh, standing with Mike Mills, uh, Peter, Peter Buck, and Peter the Buck. aforementioned friend Rich. Mm-hmm. And this was around '86. It looked like maybe uh, Life's Rich pageantish. You were holding oh. up a calendar that said 1986. I don't, I don't remember, but with the date circled, but circled Peter, saying in the picture. This Peter, is how I will always remember the yeah. year. We showed. I showed Peter Buck a picture. It was like a flyer which had the concert calendar for my band, the chant, and he stuffed it in his pants, and that's what the picture. Oh yeah, he has his pants. He has something yeah, in his pants. Yeah. Wow. So you showed him this thing. Uh-huh. He took it, 
And put it in his pants, yeah. Put it in his I pants, mean, just, awesome. just being playful, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did you – were you backstage? Where was I was – somehow there was like a, a party at someone's apartment and they, they showed up. They just showed up? Yeah. All four of the guys showed up or I those think two it was just, two? I think it was just those two. Okay. And, that, and did it, everyone freak out when they walked in the door? I, I mean, I don't know what the connection was, whether it was someone just took a chance and said, oh, we're having a party in my apartment. And they said, all right, we'll go. Or if there was like a friend. I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is this the only time that you ever, as they say, rubbed shoulders with the well, band? Well, when uh, – <laughs> I, I have two rubbed shoulders stories. Ooh, They're not really stories. So one per shoulder? But after when at the first show, the time I saw them in Atlanta, somehow we just wandered to a backstage area. Like I don't know how we were able how, to do it. Yeah, how old were you at this point? God, 1984 is that when it was? Yeah. Okay, so oh, uh, I was. So were you were you reckoning. over 18 or I were was you 20 years old? You're 20 years old. Okay, yeah. so you you look like an adult, so it's not weird that you're just stumbling. No, backstage. I wasn't like a baby who was being. You, know, yeah, you were like, like a two year old. I wasn't. This a, wasn't like that movie Boss Baby, where uh, it's like, oh my god, this is a or baby. baby's day out. Yeah, it's not like that where you're like, oh no, this or baby. Home, is... It wasn't like Home Alone either. Okay, it wasn't yeah. anything like this. Okay, but then I remember I saw I got Michael Stipe's autograph, which I lost. But I remember I stuck my hand out to shake his hand, and he seemed annoyed by that. And he kind of went, he kind of just grabbed it. I was like, oh, I guess he's not a handshake. <laughs> well, still, like, were you meeting him, or were you just like, hi there, Todd Barry? Like he was, <laughs> people were gathered around him, and he was signing autographs, and I stuck my hand out, right? Because I feel like that's a better story to be like, right? Anyway, it's disconnected to say I got an autograph. It's not as it's more connected to, to be like yeah. I shook his hand. The electrons passed right, between and then us. after he swatted your hand away, you opted for the autograph. Is that what it I is? think it was autograph? And I think the order was autograph, handshake, yeah. reluctant handshake. I mean, he did grab my hand, but he could see that he didn't necessarily want to. Wasn't his favorite thing to do. Yeah, and I respect that. And but one time, uh, this is another, in a desperate after the Boca Raton show, I asked. They were I, somehow we ended up outside near their bus or something, and I just and one, you know those things where you're trying to connect with a celebrity, so you just say anything, right? And I said, you're just like I said, who are you voting for? And he goes, and anyone but Reagan. And I and it's like, of course, like well, who did I think he was going to vote for? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'm a big I Michael Stein. Believe it or not, I'm a. What if you were like just searching for something to say, and you're like, hey, whatever you do, please don't ever work with anyone from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> That the reason I say this is because Adam was doing in a similar situation with the band and trying to think yeah, of anything to right. say, and you were like, "Uh, so what's John Paul Jones like? What's John Paul Jones like?" I once annoyed Glenn Tilbrook at a the gallery from of Squeeze. All in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, what'd you say? Well, he was. I was young and naive, and I was just walking around for some reason. I saw Glenn Tilbrook at the the uh, information booth, yeah. and I was like. Fort Lauderdale Gallery. It's not like it's not like going to the Grove or something here. If you see celebrities every time you go there, right. so you're not seeing a lot of celebs. Yeah. yeah. So I followed him. Not followed him, but he walked into a bookstore. I guess that I did follow. Him. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like a, a complete him. follow. I kind of went into a store that I saw him go into, <laughs> you and I followed him in there, but I didn't follow. Him. And then he was kind of looking at a magazine. I go, hey, and I said, I thought he was Chris Difford. Ooh. And I said, Chris, he goes, Glenn. And he shook my hand real firmly. Ah, and well, that's I, nice. So, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, corrected he was, you in a nice way. Yeah, I mean, it was just a thing. Like, I wasn't a jerk. I was just like, oh, you know, when people linger a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of con- tried to connect with him by uh, – there was a story that David Lee Roth stole a magazine from this bookstore. Mm. That's allegedly, I guess. Right. So I brought that up. And he's like, gosh. <laughs> then, he, then he stood up and he's like, cheers. And he <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. son. And Goodbye just, forever. <laughs> and now that I'm a massive celebrity, I get it. <laughs> you go like, all right. I was just, I mean, it was more 
oh, this is just an awkward kid. It wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't like. Did you mention to Glenn Tilbrook that that in the future in 2018 on Memorial Day I would read uh, his band member Chris Difford's autobiography? Did you read that? I did. I didn't know he had one. This year? This yes, just a f- scant month ago. I feel like they're an underappreciated band in a way. Uh, For a band squeeze? that's well, yeah. Squeeze. Crazy. We were talking about him with Edgar Wright a few weeks back. Oh yeah? yes, I met Edgar Wright the other night. He was nice. Yes, we Big were at. Topic. Oh yeah, he was at the uh, yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, we were all look everyone. We were all at a party the other yeah. night. Listen, listen. Let's not just, a big deal. Not a, uh, NBD. Yeah. Which stands but. for no <laughs> basketballs. But you're talking to for David. <laughs> you were talking about squeeze with Edgar Wright. Yeah. We were. We were just talking about singles, uh, 45s and under, and yeah. uh, how great it is. And or is it singles going steady? I think it's singles going steady. 40, 40, yeah, singles going steady. 40, 45s and under. Yeah, um, they're so great. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so how then? <coughs> what is your history? How long did you? Uh, like the band? Were were you just a fan their entire time? That they I were? think I slowed down a little after the Bill Berry. Uh, Bill Berry left. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. I guess You're like, hey, 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 let's pump the brakes here, guys. No, I, I would never. I've got to be clear that I would never be like, you guys fucked up. Like, I would never tell a band what to do. But personally, from my emotional connection, mm-hmm. I sort of had them as like, this is one unit. And yeah. When something well, also, changes, did you buy that for up that first album without Bill Berry just to I see? actually did buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, also Bill Berry, Todd Berry, you kind of. Oh, like, I met yeah. him in Jacksonville. He, he was nice. <laughs> Bill Berry. Yeah, yeah. I met him after. Oh, the cool. Show, the University of North Florida show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of uh, fans from Florida are thrilled with all these references you're dropping. Yeah, I went to the University of Florida just to be mm-hmm. to give you a full picture. Sure. Yeah. And I drove to Jacksonville to D- see him. Did you go to Emerson too, or were you? No, just I didn't in go that to the bo- comedy college. <laughs> I didn't go to. Did you move to Boston though? Were you in the Boston? I've never. You're like. You know, it's interesting. People, some I've met other people who think I'm from Boston. For I, some reason, I I mean, the Boston is, comedy scene. I don't know. That's what people think. I just I, I don't I, know why they think I'm from there. But I mean, it's oh wait, happened, no, no, no. To be fair, it's probably happened twice. You're not David Cross. <laughs> I am not. Oh, okay, you're Todd Berry. Okay, I got it. Um, all right. Wait, well, what did you call Florida earlier? America's droopy dick. Yes. Oh. And Maine is its erect penis. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. You really got everyone some, knows that's those some cutting insults. Um, <laughs> all right. So Todd, that's how you first uh, heard of REM, and those were fascinating stories, and I appreciate every single one of them. But we have to get to the music here. Um, and by the way, a little later, you've brought in your top ten REM oh, yeah. songs, so yeah, that's yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're going to get to uh, the music before we get to Around the Sun, which is the album we're here to talk about um we have to uh, our, our last rem record was reveal that we listened to and something happened in between reveal and around the sun which was rem put out a best of record from the warner brothers years yeah called in time the best of rem in fact they had to interrupt the recording of around the sun to put out the greatest hits and then do their biggest world tour ever to support the greatest hits album. so they did a tour for this but not for reveal that's right Interesting. That's right. Well, I think that they were feeling like they needed to to get a little, get a little uh, boost in the old uh, adrenaline. Yeah, and help the do some good for the record company. I think, mm-hmm. according to that book we are reading, they felt some pressure to kind of you like, know, hey guys, get out there. your last couple of records didn't sell all that well. You're not touring. Yeah. Let's get out there. I mean, uh, Reveal was huge uh, overseas, just not mm-hmm. as much in the. But they went on a huge tour for this greatest 
hits album. Okay. So we're going to play the song. Yes, Todd, do you want to say something? No, I'm just What year was this that they did the Greatest Hits tour? Oh, three. Really? Yeah. 2003. I wonder when, maybe that's when I saw them at Bumbershoot. I don't know. Probably. They did a lot of festivals. For yeah. Them. It was a great, great tour. Uh, in, it's weird that they did a tour for a Greatest Hits yeah. album. Did they mainly but... play Greatest Hits? Like when Bowie came out with the, um, I think, the Sound and Vision tour. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was like, I'm playing my... My popular songs, and I'm never going to yeah. play them again. That's a good David Bowie, you got to yeah, admit. That is. Excellent. I'm never going to play them again. Which he totally did play Oh, them. yeah, like three years later. <laughs> I went to that tour. That was amazing. Was he, I wish I had gone to Jane's it. Addiction opened for him, which was The devil incredible. you say. Yes. Really? <laughs> um, they played, well, it was to support the Warner Brothers Best Of, but they played, for the first time, tons of really early stuff. Like, they did, like... Sitting still and really for the first time since the 80s, they started playing all that early stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah. All right, it was a great tour. So, we're gonna go through uh, the new songs that were released on um, the best of record because I think uh, we need to get to those before we get to the next record to give, yeah. put a, give you a little context. So, uh, let's hear this is the first single off of the best of. Uh, this is Bad Day. Service announcement followed me home the other day. I paid it, never mind. Go away. Shit so thick you can stir with a stick. Free Teflon whitewash presidency. We're sick of being jerked around. Well out on your sleeve. Broadcast me a joyful noise into the times. Lord, count your blessings. We're sick of being jerked around. Obviously, we played uh, an early version of yeah. this. This is a, a song from their early years, circa Life Search Pageant. Yeah, it's a somewhere. Life pageant. We played like the demo of it uh, when we covered that record, but it was not the demo at that point had not been released. This is the first time. Uh, Which album was that song we finished. just heard? What was that on? This is off the the best of. But wasn't it a, that well, particular song we just listened to? Was that on another album? Or just this is the off the best of. Welcome to the show, Todd. It was it was recording for Life's Rich Pageant, but not okay, used. Okay, that's that's right. that's what I needed to know. Yeah. Well, I just said it, <laughs> but I like the way he said it better. <laughs> he said it without the hostility. And it, and back Fuck then, you. back then, it eventually turned into "It's the End of the World." As yes, we know it. it's a. Pre- oh, I was going to say, it reminded me of that so precursor to "It's the End of the World," as you know, which was interesting when you hear it on the best of of like, oh, holy shit, REM is sort of doing their uh, like something that sounds like their early stuff a little yeah bit. that i was really excited when this came out because it sounded like it felt so, like yeah. life rich pageanty you know? yeah it's so really i liked it too and and yeah. coming off of uh coming off of the great beyond which i had really liked yeah. and then uh this the the 
imitation of life and the songs that I had heard on Reveal. I hadn't heard the the whole album, but I was like, wow, R.E.M. is uh, maybe they're back. Yeah. What do you think, Todd? You like that song? I like that song. It's pretty good. And that was the uh, single. It didn't really do much here, right? Yeah, uh, I I actually... I'm not. I don't think it was huge or anything, but it, I, I remember people like knowing that song, especially yeah, when they bit. played live. Everyone was freaked out. I was like, "Yeah, okay." So this is the other new song that they put on to the best of. This is called Animal. What do you know about the? Well, we'll hear a little bit of it in here. Is uh, this the which mix is it? Is this it is the, the the one from the actual best of? Okay, I have the other one if you want. Kind of tomorrow never knows drum beat a little I don't bit. I've ever heard that song before. Really, yeah, yeah. I'd l- love to turn you on to new music. <laughs> um, well, it wasn't a big hit or anything. No, it was just the other. It was. I don't even think it was released as a single. It was just like the other new song. It that was. They put. It was like a video and everything, but I don't oh. think it really went anywhere. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about the background of that song, Adam? Uh, I mean, I know it? the single they released was a different mix, which is believe yeah. is thought to be much better. The this is the new mix. Yeah. I don't uh, remember how different it actually is. That sounds the same. Just a little bit different, but like the guitar is a little more out in front. Yeah. You know what? It actually sounds a little cleaner, like yes. less grungy, maybe. Yeah, it's a little cleaner. Um, do you like it? or I did like it. What did you think, Scott? I liked it. Uh, I got this. I remember getting this best of because I, yeah. I liked best ofs and I would make yeah. my own best ofs. Um, and I, I really liked Bad Day, and I thought this yeah. was okay. Um, yeah. but, I, I, but I like it. I don't know. I was I was never like – I never loved it, but listening to it before today, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, it's pretty, that's good. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, it's a strange sentiment to be called an animal. Yeah, it's actually uh, – some people would consider it to be an insult. Yeah, like, hey, you filthy animal. Or you fucking animal. I don't – I don't think that's, that's if the you kind of language you want to use. Foul language with it. <laughs> yeah. Foul. That's another animal. Chickens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anyone ever called you an animal, Todd? Uh, has anyone ever said to Todd, like, Todd, fuck me like an animal? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, I've heard that a lot. Jesus <laughs> <Okay>. Christ. <laughs> word for word, what you just said, I've heard a lot. All right. This is the other, un, you know, this best I've had a whole CD of like sort of uh, previously released B-sides and stuff on it. But this is the uh, other kind of, it, it was previously released, but it's new to us. 
This is um, from the Vanilla Sky soundtrack. This is All the Right Friends, which we also played an earlier version of it, but at the time that earlier version was not released. This is like the only fully produced released version of this song. It's right, all because the other one is it was a, all demos and yeah, stuff. Right? So let's hear a little bit of it. Good shit. It's interesting that animal and bad day. It's clear that they knew what they should do. They knew what people wanted them to do. Right. Like, but it would take around the sun and another few years for them to actually. They're like, we're not going to write a it. new song like these songs. Let's right. just write it. Let's use an old song because I don't even know why. It, well, I think they were just still in this place of not ready to be a full band yet and wanting to just experiment mm-hmm. in the st- I don't know what it was but it's interesting because that's sort of where they ended up going like four years later spoiler alert Jesus. but th- this is this is this is great this sounds good yeah they also like in this version use that kind of timpani sound where it's like I know yeah, yeah. Know. boom that's yeah. sort of like Roy Orbison anyway you want you got it boom boom uh, yeah yeah that Jeff Linney thing yeah yeah I like it what do you think Todd uh, I liked it yeah, I'd have to. I, I'd have to listen to it a few times. Did you know this song from back in the day? I didn't or know, no? no, is that where? That's only on the greatest hits, or is that another B side from an earlier? It's from Van, the Vanilla Sky soundtrack, okay. but they put it on the greatest hits record. But yeah, it I didn't was know that song. it was an an old like it almost was on Reckoning, then it was almost on. It I was almost on Chronic Town, and then Reckoning. Yeah, like they kept recording it and then never put it on any album. Did you ever? Am I allowed to change the subject? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did what you, do you ever want hear to talk about Richard Thompson uh, tribute album where they play uh, Wall, yeah, of, Wall Death. of Death? Yeah, yeah that's talked great. about. Uh, thanks for listening to this show, by the way. I'm busy. No, it's, <laughs> that's a great version of uh, of Wall of Death. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Um, let's go through some of the B sides from the Greatest Hits just to sure. cover them. This is favorite writer. <laughs> What do we think? I love this song. Do you? I what like is that. it? Is it a cover? I think cover? it's a cover. Yeah, who is someone. it? It's a, I think it might be from a tribute album. I like the someone. hi-hat technique. Yeah. See, this is great to get the drummer's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't talk about hi-hat technique no, enough. It takes getting a drummer in here, getting his fanny in that seat. <laughs> getting his little butt, his, his little tushy. His little butt cheeks. His little, and you have a tiny butt, I by do. the way. I have the, the smallest butt in comedy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like it's a cover. I'm sorry I don't have the info at my fingertips uh, of what it is. Yeah, I forget what what it was. This is another B-side. This is Out in the Country. (laughs) 
need to leave it all behind. Is this Mike Myers singing? Yeah, this is a cover too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Of something? I'm sorry we're not as comprehensive and as encyclopedic as know, we, we could, should be. We could you literally could use that uh, rectangular thing. <laughs> yeah, instead of searching through the papers no. <laughs> that are not devoted. Like, if you wanted to look up information about something that someone yeah. brought up, would you look at your phone or at whatever papers were well, in front I thought, of you? Well, these are papers about this about, album. About the next album. Maybe you yeah, got a yeah. few faxes from the research <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I just love that's your first. Okay, this is uh, the other uh, B-side that came out. This is Adagio, parentheses, unused tune. <laughs> What is this? Adagio. Oh, yeah. B-side. I'll just put it on the background. It kind of is like a um, Angelo Badalamente, Twin Peaks kind of Favorite instru- writer instrumental. Was, was written by Linda Hopper and Ruthie Morris. Oh, Linda and Ruthie. That Remember? name sounds familiar. Oh, Magna Pop. Oh, it's a Magna oh. Pop song. Yeah. Were they an Atlanta band or an Athens band? I believe they were, weren't were they? Were they? I'm not sure. It's a great song. You ever listen to Pylon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really good. Uh, again, thanks for listening. You, you talked about it. You did four episodes about that science. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, R.E.M. did a cover of that Pylon song, so we talked about him. A bit. Oh, which one was? Uh, Not Superman. No, that's an old, even older. No, song. no, it's, it's, it's on Dead Letter Office. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but, uh, you know, they're touring right now with the, uh, just the, the woman is, uh, I can't remember her really? name. Yeah, they're touring currently. Did Out they, in the Country is a Paul Williams song. Ah, Paul Williams, the um, my friend's brother-in-law. Did you see the documentary on Paul Williams? <laughs> no. Why are you laughing? It's true. Yeah, I'm, I don't doubt that that's true. Um, that's Adagio. So enjoy that. So that was those were all B sides from the singles from the greatest hits. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so those songs come out, and they an certainly REM did. Fan get gets excited about gets the next totally record. excited about like oh holy shit REM is back to basics this is rad what's the next record gonna be um, very very exciting and that's how I felt uh, when I approached this record we have to take a break when we come back we're gonna be talking about Around the Sun and also Todd Berry is going to give us his top 10 songs hey Adam yeah Hey. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, hmm. cool. Oh, wait, I remember. Yeah. No, I forgot it again. Hmm. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Do you want a way or do you want to know an easy way to save some money? Hmm. <laughs> That's this what is I was going to say. Well. <laughs> do you want to know an easy way to save some money? Yeah. Well, wait. No. You don't want to know? No. Wait, I, I'm itching yes. to tell you. No, please. Yes. Oh, okay. I do Great. Want to know. So you want to know an easy an easy way to save money. Yes, I do. Okay. Lower the interest rate on your credit card debt with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Whoa. Whoosh, Lightstream. Lightstream. Sounds cool. <laughs> 
Lightstream rewards consumers who have good credit with a great interest rate and no fees. Get a credit card consolidation loan from 5.89% APR with AutoPay. Choose your funding date as soon as today. Lightstream, you're going to want to consolidate all that debt. The website is so easy. It's intuitive, easy to navigate. And our listeners right now get an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash R-E-M. That's L-I-G-H-T, light, S-T-R-E-A-M, stream, lightstream.com slash R-E-M. Subject to credit approval, of course. Rate includes 0.50 auto pay discount. 0.050% 0.050% auto pay discount, of course. Exactly. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com for more information. Welcome back. This is the first song on Around the Sun. The record we're talking about. This is Leaving New York by R.E.M. It's quiet now and what it brings is everything Calling back a brilliant night, I'm still awake. I looked ahead, I'm sure I saw you there. You don't need me to tell you now that nothing can compare. That's a good song. I agree. Let's talk about Around the Sun. This came out on October 5th of 2004. Adam, what were you doing October 5th, 2004? That's a good question. Uh, Hey, I'm a professional interviewer. Yeah. Those are the only types of questions I ask. Um, I was... Boy, oh boy. Why don't you go first and I'll try and remember. You know what? I was trying to figure it out because I think we were both at a, at a stage in our careers where we're like, you know, doing okay and the projects blur together or whatever. So I was like, what was I doing in October of 2004? Yeah. So I started thinking of things I was doing. And I, weirdly enough, I know exactly where, like what I was doing in October of 2004 because uh, this was a Tuesday it came out on. The Friday before, the movie Shark Tale came out. Oh. And I <laughs> I co-wrote the uh, movie Shark Tale. That's a big deal. Uh, and I was uh, uh, at the premiere the the week before where, uh, you know, in my career I'd, I'd worked on Mr. Show and the Mr. Show movie and uh, a bunch of stuff that my parents hated. In fact, my, my dad uh, uh, told me at one point he was never going to watch another episode of Mr. Show again. Um, and <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and I was like, "Wow, I finally have something that that 
they can be proud of me for uh, something so, that's a, f- acceptable yes. and clean. And, and so I invited them to the premiere at uh, Man's Chinese uh, here in L.A. Uh, the week before and saw saw the movie and went to the party afterwards and and the cr- the credits happen and my name comes up and I'm like, well, man, these guys are becoming yeah. proud. We're walking over to the party. My dad's like, well, that was not so good, was it? Oh, Whoa. come on. <laughs> really? Come on. Oh, my God. So, and I, you know, I agreed, but, uh, you really? know. Really? Yeah. Oh, what a, you know. That's not a, that's not okay. Well, take it up with him, Adam. I will. Because I'm too cowardly to. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I plan to. And he won't listen to this show. He won't listen. No, of course not. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I was I was doing uh, I'd uh, w- uh, was started the comedy death ray show in late two thousand two. So th- that cool. had been going for now two years over at the M Bar. Uh, I was in the middle of a, th- I think what ended up being a three or four year stint at DreamWorks Animation, where I did Shark Tale one, and I was working on the sequel Shark Tale two, which never came out, and I worked on Puss in Boots, and oh, cool. uh, so just kind of in there at the DreamWorks compound. Um, eating their free lunch every day and around three o'clock uh, in the afternoon every day going to get free yogurt, which um, packed on the old pounds for me. So, <laughs> sounds like a great life. <laughs> I guess. For a few years there. If you like the movie Shark Tale, which my dad did not. <laughs> so that's, uh, and I was in my new uh, condo. Big hit, big hit movie. Uh, yeah, it, it was not enough to make the sequel at the time, unfortunately, no. but. Um, Don't always get what you want, but you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you get what you need. That's a great way of And what you needed was one Shark Tank movie. Shark Tank. (laughs) Or a shark. Ooh, Shark Shark Tank. Shark Tale. If it had been called Shark Tank, I think that would have been very cool. Well, then you would own a part of a long-running TV series. (laughs) So, you know. Sue them. Um, So that's kind of where I was. Kulop and I were living in the Valley, and uh, I still had my – I actually looked up when did I get – when did I get iTunes and when did I get an iPod and stuff. I still – Still did not have uh, a computer that had iTunes on it. I still was had the two 300 disc changers that I talked about last episode where I was pinging, ping-ponging back yeah. and forth. And I was still making CDs on my bur- with my burner CD yeah. instead of burning it in a computer like a lot of people would do. Oh, this is interesting. I was maybe – I was in a uh, club with um, friends, maybe some friends, uh, some mutual friends of ours. Uh, Tall John was in it and uh, Alex Reed and and a bunch of people. And we were in a club where we would – every month we would pick a theme. The the person who was curating this would pick a theme. Oh, I remember hearing about this. And then uh, uh, all of the 12 or 13 people in this group would pick a song that related to that theme. So the first one was Childhood. Um, Mine was, uh, was Breaking Up. Uh, there, there were like sex was one and everyone would pick a song and then it was the curator's job to make a mix CD um, and sequence it and sequence okay. it and then make, uh, album art and all that. And then mail it to everyone who had contributed. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> and I slaved over mine yeah, because that, every, everyone else basically did what you would do now when you, you make a playlist in iTunes and just burn a CD with yeah. that. But I mixed all the levels. Uh-huh. Uh, you remix some of the songs. Like, you got to <laughs> get all the master got tapes. To the master. Although I will say that that on mine uh, breaking up, uh, someone had submitted Duran Duran's "Ordinary World." 
What? And it just ruined the whole flow of all these like heartbreak songs. So you had to use so I, the but songs. But I had to use it. But what I did was I went out and found an acoustic version that they had recorded for a B-side that sounded a little more like the... And did that person get pissy about it? No, no one so what do you, yeah. what did No they, one even listened to the yeah. things. <laughs> did the club sit around and like, let's have a listening party once this No, was? we wouldn't listen to it together. And, and what, what would be frustrating is, is when you would send it out... And everyone was on an email chain usually, and people would go like, oh, this is amazing. But I remember like, I think five days went by, no one said anything. And and I was like, anyone get this yet? And people were like, oh, sorry, I've been busy, you know. Um, but uh, but it was it was cool. It was like a cool idea that we did for about a year until we all like realized. like a book club. Yeah, until we realized it was way too much fucking trouble. I had something similar around that same period of time, and we called it the Glendale Men's Association. <laughs> it was just a group of guys. The GMA. And we would go around to each other's house <coughs> and drink beer and listen to the mix CD that whoever's house we were in had made for that month. Interesting. And I, was it, it sounds like mix CDs were kind of a new thing that everyone could do around that time yeah because we're both people were making and... mixtapes up till you know maybe people had tape players yeah people had tape players yeah. in their cars and suddenly now everyone had a cd player in their car and you could easily burn a cd now mm-hmm. and so it was really cool yeah. and fun so that's how i was listening to music todd do you remember what you were doing in, in 2004, 2004 uh mm-hmm. i was seven years into my moving back to new york city okay which is ironic because the song we just listened was called was, Leaving New York. That's pure <laughs> the opposite is, of what you were doing. That's the fucking ultimate example of the mm-hmm. I don't remember what I was doing. Cool. I, you know, but it's a long time ago. Adam, do you... Uh, I th- I was... I had just done... Look up your filmography. Yeah, that summer I had done Monster-in-Law with... Uh, and I got to know... Will Arnett and I got to know each other on that. We both had, like, small supporting roles in the movie and... So that was fun because were you he was on it. married? No, you weren't married yet. Or were no, you? we were getting, we were like planning our wedding because it was the following spring. Oh, okay. So you're deep in like cake tasting. Yep. And the, the Aviator was coming out in December, and I had a small part, and it was a small part, but I was super excited to be in. There like are no a, small parts, uh, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. You know, there's thank you just actors who may or may not be remembered during the in memoriam. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So, so you you had you had just been working with Marty about a year and earlier, I, and yeah. I had just been working with Marty. Yeah, in tra- I, re- I in think Shark I Tale. remember. I remember being in the back seat of a small car, talking about because I think Shark Tank had or Shark, Shark <laughs> Tale had just come out, and you and I were squeezed into the back seat of some car talking about Shark Tale and and the Aviator and like. Oh yeah, Martin talking Scorsese. about Martin Scorsese's yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, he had recorded he he and Robert De Niro were both in that film. Yeah, and they did the only uh, they did the only recording sessions that we ever did together. Because yeah. normally, when you record an animated film, you can only get the actors one at a time. Yeah, and so everyone does all their parts with a person reading. And I was that person a lot of the time where I would be reading with like Michael Imperioli or whatever. Yeah. I would be doing the other lines with them and trying yeah. to feed them enough. And then while they were recording, but Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese did the only recording sessions together. So when you see their scenes together, they're like improving and talking yeah. over each other. And it, it added a certain level of, because uh, you're like, hey, these guys work together so much. Let's just get them talking to they're each old, other. They're old paisans. Yeah, they're old uh, Bronx fettuccines. I've never worked with Marty. Really? But Darren Aronofsky. You're the only one of the three of us. That's weird. <laughs> it is strange. So, okay. So, uh Okay, so this album comes out. This album comes out. We we uh, after after 
after the last few years of REM, which I was really into their output, not really into in the terms I've, n- I've never listened to Reveal all the way Until through, now. but I liked all the singles that I heard. Yeah. Um, that is the first single off of the new record and first taste of the new record. Do you remember this single? No. Yeah. Uh, I do not. I I re- I did not buy this record. Yeah, it came out and all it got was bad reviews. Yeah. And I might have heard this single. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, we're back to kind of uh, chamber pop. I think it's an okay song though. You guys, you guys like it? Yeah, I, I like the the strummy chorus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sure like that's... Jimmy Webbish. I kind of like that. It definitely is like the first time I heard it when I first listened to this last week. I was like. Oh, that's an okay song, and then I looked it up, and I was like, first single, hmm. hmm. Uh, so, and then, and then this is maybe the most more or one of the more catchy songs on the record, which is um, interesting. I think it's really good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I like it. I think it's it's a it's a really kind of nice big anthemic chorus. I like it. You like choruses that are anthemic. We have heavily established that. <laughs> yeah. Over is it anthemic or anthemic? I it could be either as or either. Well, so do you though. I do. I I like a nice chorus. Uh, yeah, I like a big chorus that kicks in like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh and it was all yellow. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um Coldplay very big around these years. Yeah. Really getting huge. Mhm. <laughs> really. <laughs> I remember going to see Coldplay. They played Jimmy Kimmel's first episode and they played Yeah, I was on, there. You were there? Yeah, yeah. Me and John and Kulop, and we were all there out on yeah, the street. We were, we, were all, yeah. we were all there together. Yeah. Did Naomi work and at uh, the show at Ken that point? Ken Marino met uh, his wife that night. Really? Yeah. I in- or I don't know if I – maybe Ham introduced – I don't know. I, Interesting. Actually, I have no idea. I have no idea either. I don't even remember being there with you. But I don't remember being there with you, but I, I, I was, apparently we were all yeah, there Yeah, we were together. all there together. Yeah, there were a lot of people. It was a, a madhouse yes, back there. Uh, Todd, were you there? Uh, no. All right. Well, moving on <laughs> to the next song. This is this is track two. This is Electron Blue. You're on your ear. The ocean's near. The light. Decided to fade Your highest time You found the climb It's hard to focus on more than what's in front of you Electron blue Adventure rings with the page And when it dawns on you It's in just blue your buzz began into wane Adventures laid its claim on you It's all you want to do He mentions uh, Wayne in there, a previous guest on this show, David Wayne. Oh, yeah. He also mentions Buzz from uh, Toy Story. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. That's crazy that he mentioned David Wayne in that. Or Is it something. weird? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, and, and I like... Yeah. He tried to shout out uh, a lot of our friends during several songs. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. Wayne's a big REM fan, too, so it probably meant a lot to him. That's, yeah, probably. 
Um, what do we think of Electron Blue, gentlemen? I liked it. I liked it. It's uh, I like the. Boop, 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 you notice anytime we don't like anything, we're gonna ask you first. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I what like Electron Blue a lot. Do you? Yeah, I like it. You don't like the. You don't like Electron Blue, Scott. Um, you what it is, I don't really like yeah. about. Um, Maybe you don't like the, the little kick drum thing that I like. I like that. <laughs> boom, boom. I, that was the one thing that I did like. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I thought you would like this because it's like revealing. You know what? I was trying to think of why the songs on this record are not um, that great to me when I liked Reveal so much. And I think it has to do with they're not. These, the songwriting isn't as poppy to me, I hmm. think. And I also think that the, there's some weird thing with his vocals where I just – all of these songs sound like he recorded it eight months later than, mm-hmm. than oh, everything it all, else. Oh, it all feels very disconnected, and mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Although that song to me feels the most sort of fused together and like they were all on the same page for mm. some reason. Interesting. I don't know what it is. I'm, yeah. I, it's not really sticking out to me. But um, Todd loves it, and he loves that <laughs> kick drum. And uh, I like it. I yeah, I like. I like My it. favorites on the album are coming up. Okay, great. Well, let's I'll see let if you. this is one of them. This is uh, a song uh, based on the S.E. Hinton novel. This is called "The Outsiders." Sounds like he was responding to someone telling him a boring story. Knocked a future shot crowbar upside my head. I got caught with the stop of tick tock, tick tock clock. When you told me what you knew, lost in the moment, the day that the music stopped, and I do remember. To the cork on the tablecloth Promising volcanic change of heart Where will this lead us? I'm scared of the storm The outside is a gathering A day is born Okay, The Outsiders. I'm going to leave it going because uh, there's a Q-tip feature a little later. Oh, yeah, Q-tip comes in at the end. That we're going to, we want to listen to. Um, Adam? I love this song. You love this song? I do. And uh, when this, when I listened to this album for the first time, Leaving New York I knew and, and liked. It wasn't like my favorite single of theirs, but I liked it. And then Electron Blue was cool. And then this is really new, a new sound for them, and it's really spare. And... It's just different, um, and I love the melody and the chorus and stuff. And so I was like, wow, this album is going to be amazing. Uh, so I, I really like this. I know the Q-tip thing's real shaky for people. I don't mind Yeah, I want to really. hear the Q-tip feature. What do you think, uh, Todd? Todd, what do you got? Um, I, it, it, it does sound a little – it sounds less like a band playing than it does like a band playing with maybe a drum machine, although I don't know if that was a drum machine. Uh-huh. But just the – I don't know. The, Disconnected. The doesn't feel like a band recording necessarily. Does that? Does that? 
Yeah. A shitty shit sure. no, 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 nothing is no, shitty. No, we're, 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 yeah, we, say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. We get, we get deep into it and we, uh, if we don't like something, we say it. You I've fuck. said things about REM songs on this show that I feel terrible about the next day. Really? Yeah. Where you've sure. apologized to the songs. <laughs> I have. I think you should apologize <laughs> to the band. I no, think I you've will. put on the CD and you've apologized to it as it was playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, is this it? It might be. A man walks away when every muscle says to stay How many yesterdays, they each weigh heavy Who says what changes may come? Who says what we call home? I know you see right through me, my luminescence fades The dust provides an antidote, I am not afraid I've been I mean, Q-Tip's awesome, but it's not like the song has to have this Q-Tip, like one, of, one of the most unassailable discographies, I think, yeah. of modern music the, the last Tribe album, the one that came out a year and a half ago or so Is one of the best albums of that year uh, An incredible musician I watched the tribe documentary recently and i was like i I guess i'd always assumed that the um the dj had put had put together most of the songs but learning that oh my god q-tip did all the samples and like like what a genius i saw him at a restaurant once cool (laughs) i went to michael stipe's christmas party this year happened to be in new york and somehow got an an invitation to it because we were there no it it was at uh some restaurant it was huge and we were there for the aviator premiere uh, actually, and so I somehow got an, an invite to it, and was so In 2004. excited. Two thousand four, so excited to be at Michael Stipe's Christmas party, and Naomi and I were hanging out near the DJ, which was Q-Tip. Whoa! And so I was standing right there watching him DJ, and I was just like way too drunk and I was talking to him and telling him how What's John Paul Jones like? (laughs) And he was so nice and I remember at one point I I put my drink down on one of his turntables because I was just (laughs) way too drunk and he was really nicely asked me not to do that not oh, okay. put my That's drink nice. there at all. Okay. You put it, it right on the turntable? Like it, right at no, right? No, it was on the table that the turntables were on. Oh, okay. But still, you don't yeah, want it's, it's anyone. A little, yeah. yeah. It's a little crowding of space. He was yeah. super nice, and I was a total idiot. But, but you but you had enough awareness to 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 remember it and be like, God, I'm, I'm Oh, yeah, idiot. and I, apolo- I, was, yeah. I felt like a, a real dingleberry. <laughs> Which, but if you don't know what nice. that means, it's like... Uh, a poop uh, nugget that's oh, hanging to uh, on, hair man. on, an, yeah, on a, yeah, on a yeah. butthole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You felt like one of yeah, those, yeah. right? Oh. What, Todd? I just, you, you, you know, you found my personal sensitivity. Really? This is your kryptonite. Dingleberries. Yeah. <laughs> Not poop. Just, yeah, I'll poop. Anything poop. Just anything poop, really. Yeah. Um, and the word poop, actually. And the word poop. Okay, so this this song asks the musical question, is it possible to have uh, a hip-hop artist do a feature on a rock song and it be any good? Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. We have two songs in the canon of REM here that say that uh, that it is not possible. The I radio this, song, is, that's, is yeah. that one of them? Yeah. Okay. I think this is more successful than that one as far as – I like radio song as a song more, but I feel like this is more successful in blending the – What is it about, though – why does it sound corny? Like something that if you put a hip-hop beat and production behind that – it would probably be good. And yeah. you, what is it about hearing it over traditional rock instruments that's like A, B, C, D, E, yeah. F, G? 
H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P. I think it's just because it's a corny thing to do more than it actually sounds corny. So it is. So it sounds corny because it's a corny thing to do. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. What do you think like of Michael's type guest appearances on like 10,000 Maniacs? Albums? Then it's great because they're singing hooks usually, right? right? And, uh, what's Indigo Girls song? Yeah. That's oh, a- yeah. We were, we were, we're going to talk about the Indigo Girls on a future app, I believe. Okay. 10,000 Maniacs. That's right. I got to put that on that list. Yeah, yeah. Well. Do it. Um, okay. This is- No, uh, but what did you think of that song? I think it's all right. I, I probably- um, like other than the Q-tip appearance, yeah, yeah, um, I'm not into it. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's but not, you no color to that commentary. This record was difficult for me. Yeah, yeah, this one's difficult. I listened to it once and was like, I don't think I like any of the songs. Yeah, and then I listened to it a second time. I was like, Oh, I like three of them. I think that's about where I'm. So you've at listened now. to it twice? No, no, I've listened to it like oh, okay. five times okay. at this point. But yeah, I, I feel I, like I don't have. I mean, I've listened to it because you assigned me this album. This homework. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. And yeah. it's one of the albums that flew under my radar a little bit. Yes. So I did. I I don't have the exhaustive list. Like I feel like some songs don't kick in for me till like the tenth listening. Yeah, yeah, listen. yeah. So I feel like almost. Uh, I feel like almost not qualified. I have to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I do have There's a, a Todd Berry shaped but, hole in the wall. Uh, no, this is widely recognized as their one true dud. The, right. the, the uh, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went into it thinking, like, fuck it, I liked Reveal. Yeah. I'm probably going to like this because yeah. a, a lot of people don't like Reveal either. So I was yeah. like, maybe I'm just a contrary person. Yeah. But I'm probably going to like this. And I don't know what it is about any of the songs, but a lot were not. Well, one me. thing that's weird about the album that I noticed right off the bat is you don't hear Mike Mills singing at that's all true. on oh, this yeah. album. That's true. Not even a la, la, la yeah. warming up. I wonder anything. why that is. Or why is he not doing the rap? You <laughs> that know? would be awesome. <laughs> My name is Mike Mills, and I'm here to say it's fun to rap in an REM way. Q-tip, don't give me no lip. Gonna give me the slip. What do you think? That sounds great. Okay, we gotta keep moving. All right, here's Make It All Okay, track four. You threw away the ballast, and you rowed your boat ashore. Didn't you now? Didn't you? You made your ultimatum too big to ignore Didn't you now? Didn't you? So you worked out your excuses Turned away and shut the door The world's too vast for us now And you wanted to explore It's a long, long, long I don't know which way to go If you offered me your hand again I'd have to walk away When I saw you at the street fair I thought it was real promising until... Then it didn't go anywhere. Does it it go reminded anywhere? me a little bit at the beginning of Here Comes a Regular, but the replacement yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. Or it reminded, weirdly enough. I'm noticing on this just... album, one of my favorite things that I musically I like is the snare coming in a little late and then it kicks in. Oh, yeah. You know, huh. Kind of I don't know, propels the song. perspective. Wait, does it have a chorus? Yes. <laughs> I, think I like it's this, this one. I'm going to give a thumbs up on this one. You do? Yeah. I think there's a real weird chord change. This is okay. 
And then if it were to bust into ba 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 or something. Yeah, I, I, I've never been a fan. This one. Wait, no. This one. This one right here. Why descend? Like, keep going up. Keep going up. You guys are armchair quarterbacking in a way that I would never do. Yeah. Look, we should have been in REM. We, yeah. uh, we've talked about it several times. We don't know why they didn't bring us. First of all, bring us in to sequence an album, at the very least. Yeah. If you're not going to put, Did you make sequence us... this one? No. I no. actually think I am qualified to sequence an album. But Are I'd you let, really? I'd let the mastering and mixing go to the pros. Yeah, I would probably I'd, let... Yeah. I resequence this, and I think it's Oh, solid. really? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't like that song. I've never liked it very much. It's weird. I feel like it had promise, though. Like really? It was the first one where I was like, oh, this this could be a big anthem, yeah. like, and everybody hurts. And then it just, at the part where it should go up and da-da-da-da-da or something, yeah. it just kind of goes back, and then it goes back down, and then we're back. Yeah, I, would, I, I just... Uh, yeah, there must be a musical know. term for that. Uh, no chorus. No chorus. Yeah, yes, that no, might be yeah. what it is. All right, let's hear Final Straw. As I raise my head to broadcast my objection, as you made it that little sound effect there sounded like male being sent on a Macintosh. Whoosh! Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Who died and lifted you up to perfection? And what side? It's in a weird time signature. I think it's it like, sounds a little like seven eight or something. New Adventures in Hi Fi ish. Uh huh. Am I wrong? No. It's a really but cool reference. I just did. Wow, deep pull. <laughs> but there's also not a dis- as discernible a chorus as yeah. like on one of those songs. I'm not sure that I could face you. Not again. Not today. They released this as like a free single right at the beginning of the Iraq it was, War. It was on a uh, compilation, a, um, a different mix on a like political compilation, yeah. which I had. But uh, they also put it out like, didn't they just release it on the internet like the day after have. they recorded it? Yeah, or I don't know. Um, and then this is a much cleaner like produced version. Yeah. Uh, what do we think, guys? Uh, I'd have to listen to it like 10 more times. (laughs) And then you'll have an opinion? Yeah, so will you wait? (laughs) Yeah, no problem. You play it 10 straight times. (laughs) Come on back. Flights on me, hotel, everything. (laughs) I will say live on this Around the Sun tour, that song was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, But I, I, it's not a favorite of mine I also don't think I like those kind of westerny... Ding 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 ding! I was yeah. going down the road and I did ding 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 I do though. You, I mean, you like New Test Leper and Try Not yeah, to Breathe. Yeah, yeah. No, I love yeah. I love so much on Hi-Fi. That one again, not really a chorus that I, I, yeah, I can I discern. Uh, let's go to I wanted to be wrong. Oh, I think this is one of the songs I like on this record. Me too. I threw it in the reverse, made a motion to appeal. You kicked my legs from under me and tried to take the wheel. I t- 
told you I wanted to be wrong But everyone is humming a song That I don't understand That's nice, I like this, yeah is that a tambourine that he that's keeping the beat? Probably. Sounds like it. A little tambo action? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're into it. Big time. <laughs> you're a big time tambo guy, right? I like it. Well, yeah, I like a tambourine. Yeah. You like that uh, song? They did, There's a song about a guy who plays it a lot um, and someone trying to get his attention um, that I think, uh, who did it? Uh, I think uh, uh, this guy Rob Zimmerman did it. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> Tambor- hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, yeah. Uh, I like that song. That yeah, was one too. of my favorites on the record. What do yeah. you think, Todd? I liked it. I'd still, again, I'd have, you know, I'd have to listen to it. But yeah, I do like what I heard. Valuable guest on this show. <laughs> I think I'm doing a guy I had all those great stories earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, you're yeah. doing a fantastic. You're doing wonderful. I can't imagine anyone doing a better job than I'm doing. That's true. All right, let's hear Wanderlust. Uh-oh. Oh, this is in 7-8 time, I think. One, two, three, one, two. Oh, and then it goes, yeah. Looks like I pulled a fast one. Looks like I went to town. Looks like the world revolves around me. Looks like it's falling down. I thought I'd kick the traces. I thought the wheels would spin. I thought I'd jump fence and bolt it. Looks like I'm back again. I got my signals crossed. It's overwhelming because I'm all alone and I can't get back. Get back with my wanderlust. Okay, Todd, the beginning of it reminds me of. Uh, the loved ones on the Imperial Bedroom album. Oh, oh yeah, cool. Uh-huh. Elvis hot- Costello. Yeah. yeah, reminds me of Jellyfish a lot. I know I keep I bringing them about up, jellyfish. but this is this is a very jellyfishy type song with weird chords in it. Mm-hmm. Adam, what do you think? It's fine. I I don't think it sounds like an REM song. It's I not. feel like they're always pushing themselves to with each album do new kind of different things, and I feel like this is something they could do. They could just write and 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 have with, for themselves in their sleep. Yeah, I feel like they could they could write this, they could record it and go, "Hey guys, good job." and shake hands with each other and then and not, walk away. And not put it out. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think it's bad at all and and it's not, I, yeah. I just don't think it's exciting. On on an album with other exciting things on it, I think it would be fine, but this as a in this just kind of a lazy album. I think that might yeah. be It sounds like they're sleepwalking. During a lot, they of made this. it in the Bahamas, and they weren't really getting along. Ooh, the Bahamas is that true? Gone. Yeah, yeah. And Peter, Bahamas and Miami, and Peter Buck. Peter Buck bailed. says that uh, for Ooh. him, around the sun, quote, just wasn't really listenable because it sounds like what it is—a bunch of people that are so bored with the material they oh, can't wow. stand it anymore. And oh, he, he now took I don't off. feel bad about being critical. Of yeah, it. I yeah. know you're you're being so <laughs> tame compared to Peter Buck. He wasn't even around for the mixing because he was just tired of. Hearing being there stuff. because it was taking so long. They worked on it. They worked on it for like two months. Then the Best of World Tour. Then came back to it like a year and a half later and worked like 
yeah. months and months on it. People should just, just put out stuff. That's the, how I feel about, yeah. like, don't take three years in Do between records. Do you think records. that uh, just put out shit. Yeah. bands getting wealthy affects their music in a negative way? Sometimes. I, I read something. Someone was saying that recently about how you'll never be able to reconnect with the person that you were when you were not wealthy. So you'll never be able to oh. think of those types of things that were coming into your head, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Because I feel that. like maybe if a band has to burn it out in 10 days – yeah, and that doesn't take two months off or whatever. Yeah, I, like I put yourself know. back I also into. Don't know what I'm talking about. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that we've talked about it with uh, the band Hue too. Yeah. Of you know taking seven years sometimes yeah. in between records, just like put it out. Just put you know don't be like Prince, where you're just shitting out. You have no quality control yeah. by the end of your career. But you know, like put out stuff a little more regularly. I also think this is a pretty deep thing I'm going to say right now. Yeah, I think man. almost imagining a band rich makes me not like them quite as See, much. we've talked about that, though. Have you really? I don't... I think people should not... Who cares if... Like, like people People want everyone to be successful until they're successful, and then they're like, fuck these rich assholes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not quite like that. Yeah, but... So you, when you imagine a song, you when you listen to this record, I you imagine Michael Stipe, like, with a pipe and burning $100 bills in I, the fireplace. Smoking $100. <laughs> I imagine, I, I try to think which American Express card he has. Yeah. He has that platinum <laughs> one. The, like, the yeah, black no, one. No, no. I'm shutting this baby off. All right, we got to get to Boy in the Well. Abbey Road was pretty great. They were super rich. <laughs> a little more mid-tempo action from R.E.M. Yeah, but this is a, this is a good song. Yeah, look, I like this one, too. Look at this, it's me. Walking away. Yeah, we know it's you. Look we bought you your record. On display. Every time I've dropped by, I've tried to say the water is rising. You don't want to stay. It's that sinking. Yeah. Feeling. I like that's what, that's what you like. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah. It's good. Might as well sing it. I see it. I feel it. This town is going. This chorus is pretty great here. Oh boy, I can't wait for it. Kick it! Oh yeah, the chorus is good. I could never be. A mighty friend to offer the things I've never dreamed. I'd like for them to take me on. I'll amend that to the first part of the chorus is good. Um, I think you're right, though. When it starts, it's like, oh, another acoustic mid-tempo. Like, yeah. they needed to just mix it up here. And do some just catchy do some, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was... I mean that song gets to a catchy place, but mm-hmm. the re- it's just all kind of a mush of the same ding, sort of sound. Ding. Can you imagine spending three years? I can ima- only imagine Peter Dollar Bill like spending three years listening to plotting, you know, mid tempo yeah, stuff, working it's on like, these songs for years. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, sorry, Todd, did you like it? You liked I it? I did like it. That yep. was one that I had a mental note that I liked mm-hmm. it. Great. I think production wise, it they could have spiced it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the whole thing's just the whole... That song is five minutes and 22 seconds, by the way. Do a four-minute version. I, I feel like the whole album, there are some really good songs in here. They're just all pr- produced in kind of this haze and mush of... Yeah. 
All right, here's Aftermath. This is a, oh. this is I their like this one. Me too. their tribute to uh, the uh, Dr. Dre the label. That's right. Yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Pretty catchy. The demo is even better. Demonstration tape? Yeah. We got to breeze through some of this. I know. Okay, so this one's pretty good. Well, wait, we should hear the chorus, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. This might be my favorite on this album. Me too. Yeah, this part's great. This, see, this one, yeah, this one's moving me emotionally. Yeah. yeah. What emotions are you feeling? I want to cry in front of you guys. <laughs> I want to hold you. <laughs> this is all working out, though. <laughs> I remember when this album came out, this song... Put a lump in my throat for some yeah, reason. Like, there's something. Yeah. It's know. really good. Very good. All right. This is High Speed Train. I like this one as well. So you ever have uh, the experience of being on a high speed train? This guitar is sort of simulating it. I've been on a train. This is like, woo woo. I've been on a really slow one. <laughs> one that was stopped for. Slow uh, speed train. Yeah. For obstructions on the railway. Mm hmm. You like this one, Todd. I do remember liking this one, yes. More mid-tempo with weird chords. Adam, what do you think? Uh, it's not my favorite. But, Todd, you like it. Yeah, I, I want to hear the Yeah, chorus. we'll get there. The chorus is cool. What do you think? I like this. Song. I don't remember it. I'm trying to trying to remember what it like. Good songs to me when you hear the verses, you know the verses pretty well because the verses are catchy too. This is another one which is just like d d d d d. Here it is. Oh yeah, I like the chorus of this. Yeah. It's weird. They worked on them for so long and they do feel unfinished in, in yeah. some way and sort of. It, like, put some of these choruses with other choruses Maybe. together, and you got, like, and make those the verses. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, Todd? I feel like we all don't know this album so well, we all should have gone to the Bahamas and had a listening party. <laughs> yes, that's... For, like, where we listened to it 20 times. That really then could, fun. Then we would just go out and get drinks. <laughs> um, let's hear the worst joke ever. Oh. Now they're working our side of the street. Yeah. It's almost like, like the song before it. Yeah. They uh, wrote this right after they left the Brendan Walsh show. <laughs> I saw you tweet that, by the <laughs> I know, way. I'm uh, quoting one of my own tweets. <laughs> I was going to say, I wrote it after traveling to the future and listening to our show. <laughs> this episode in particular. Yeah. <laughs> Is this any good? I, this is just like stuff that I don't. It's not my fave. Yeah, I don't really. Me neither. Yeah, I don't like this. All right. Okay, here's one that I sort of like The Ascent of Man. I love this. So hesitation pulled me back. I'm stronger when I don't attract. In your eyes, I'm a lamb without a rack, and I'm getting confused. I'm a. You like this hi hat action? I don't know if I listen to this song. I feel I didn't do all my homework. You, when the chorus kicks in, you might. It's a long album. Yeah, we don't blame you at all. 
Sounds like three songs put together. That said, I like each of the Me individual too. elements. Me too. Never steal your gold away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That yeah is so unexpected. It, I, I like it each time. Me too. It's like, I shouldn't like this song, but I love it. It does sound, but it like critiquing it with the exact thing I said they should do with other songs, put a few of them together. Yeah. It sounds like disparate, three disparate things, but I like and it. And speaking of uh, emotional moments in the music, when they return for the final verse at the end, there's something very moving about it, and I have no idea what do you they're hear talking it? about. Yeah. yeah, let's listen to that part. And then listen if, to that if part? I cry, then I know that you're right about that. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's after that organ solo. Is this here it comes? Sounded like you added an extra yeah. So hesitation. Is the song almost over? Yeah, I think it's almost over. Yeah, then that's then that's it. So I like it. Yeah. This is the album closer. This is uh, the first time that the title of a song has uh, been the title of an REM record. Oh. This is the titular Around the Sun. I want the sun to shine on me. I want the truth to set me free. I wish the followers would With a voice so strong it could knock me to my knees Hold on world, cause you don't know what's coming I like this one Hold on world, cause I'm not Hold on world Is this like stop the world, I want to get off? A little like that Adam's reading the comic book. <laughs> Take another trip around the sun. Kind of like a Broadway song, a little bit. Hmm. Take another trip around the sun. Like Ethel Merman singing <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, Adam, do you like this song? Not really. I can't tell if the lyrics on this record are any good. I think Aftermath is my favorite on there. Me yeah, too. The Aftermath and Boy in the Well. I like Leaving favorites. New York, sort of, and I like uh, I Wanted to Be Wrong, and I sort of like The Ascent oh. of Man. Oh, can I play the uh, demo of Aftermath? Uh, if you must, let me find the dongle. Where, uh, let's see. Where in the fuck did we... Oh, there she is. There she is. Oh, boy. Thanks. I got it. You got the dongle, but not the the actual cord. I'm holding the dong. The droopy dongle. Speaking Uh, of Florida. Okay, so this is the Aftermath demo. The demo when it was... Better. We got to get to uh, Todd's uh, top 10 REM songs. Oh, yeah. You got those queued up? I do. This is a big tease for uh, Todd. I basically asked Todd, put to. Oh, here we go. It's faster. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it a little faster. Me too. Almost all REM songs are better faster. Although, hold on. That part sounds like a commercial. Like it. Yeah. I like that. Folgers wakes you up. Okay, the chorus is different too. More catchy. Wait, is this Aftermath? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And you've worked out. And you see it all. And you want to shout. How you see it all. Oh, that's pretty good. It's better, right? Yeah. It does sound like the best part of waking oh, totally. up is Folgers in your car. It's great. It's so because catchy. that's your favorite song. Yes. Okay, top 10 songs. Top 10 songs. Now, I came up with 15. You don't want all of those, do you? No, I want the top 10. Oh, this is going to be hard, but uh, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll take a stab. Someone mm-hmm. keep count because I. Okay. Uh, Wait, who, ins- who wants to do this? Adam, is this going to be you? Or okay, is this I don't be know how me? to count. Try. Just okay. well, if okay. you had to count, what would you I'll count on my hands? Just try to. Can, can you count to. One, five, six. Yeah, I don't think Adam's the guy to do this. I'm going to uh-huh. try to do it, though. All right. These are in semi-chronological order. You know. From the Chronic Town, I let Carnival Speaking of Sorts. Speaking of Chronos, Chronic Town. Carnival yeah. of Sorts, parentheses, Boxcars. Boxcars. Love very that good. Song. Great okay, song. I'm, that's on everyone's top ten is list. Is it? Boxcars is so fucking good. Let's that's, hear just a little bit of it while you... Uh, come on, iPod. Here we go. While we uh, hear uh, what your next song is. All right, so this is... Oh, yeah. This part is the best. When the rest of it kicks in, I'm not as uh, into it. Oh, yeah. really? No, of course not. This is so good. This is good. Let's keep moving. Yeah, what do you got? Um, from uh, from Murmur, Shaking Through and Pilgrimage. Shaking Great. Through and Pilgrimage. Here's Great Pilgrimage. Songs, of course. So that's three songs. That's three. Um, yes. Uh, Harbor Coat. Harbor Coat, so good. Great song. Harbor Coat uh, from, of course, Reckoning. Uh, good Advices. Oh yeah, good Great advices. Song. Really, makes, you that one that one makes me cry. You don't hear good advices on uh, a lot of people. I know, but that's an incredible song. What's wh- which on, one is that? Uh, from? Is that on Fables. like Fables of the Re- Oh, yeah. so good. Good. I'm sorry, I'm looking for it and I can't find it. But anyway, it's great. What's your next one? Um, I really like what's the frequency, Kenneth. Great oh, wow. song. So this this is chron- chronological. No, I'm, 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 it's not chronological anymore. I was, was going to say you skipped over yeah, a decade. I know. I'm, I'm now it's like you're me. Well, I'm panicked because I'm trying to get the ten out of five. Oh, you guys it. are so rigid with that rule. Yeah, sorry, man, but uh, uh, we only have time for ten. What's the frequency, Kenneth? I love. Uh, how many is that? I don't even know. Okay. Well, then I can get them all out then. Uh, finest work song. Ah, which, which mix do you like? Album mix? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the only one you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We've had a disagreement about which. Oh, yeah. Scott likes the best of remix. Me and Honey? Oh, oh yes. yes. That's a favorite From amount of time. Um, Electrolyte? Oh. Electrolyte, find the river, begin the begin, fall on me. Great songs. Electrolyte played at Adam's wedding or just on the mix CD? Which It was on the mix CD, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Oh, okay. That's a song, love it. Choice. Uh, I think that's. These are good, like real fan picks. I like yeah. that you went beyond the IRS years, which is what a, yeah. a lot of people kind of 
A lot of the fans who have been with them from the early days, sort of like all of their top ten are from those years. Yeah. I do apologize like for muscling in all 15, but I thought I yeah, like it. Was, uh, I, like I, it. I think it's, this is another episode of you're being fucking rude, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think but, you're right. Uh, we don't have time for it. Well, this is um, – it's always interesting to hear from another REM fan. Um, if, if you had to sum up, Todd, what uh, the band means to you um, currently and back then, what would you say? Well, they are one of the bands that I still will go back and listen to any of their albums. It's not like I burnt out on any yeah. of them, which mm-hmm. is a huge thing to say. Yeah, right. I'm sure they're very flattered if they're listening. They are listening, definitely, and they're. I'm sure they're probably planning their backyard barbecue that uh, they're going to reform and play at. Yep. Uh, in Adam's backyard, you're you're uh, uh, expanding your pool right now in order to uh, make the backyard. Yeah, because they're going to play in the in a in, a in the actual pool. pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to dig that. Yeah. Um. I think they also are uh, an emotional trigger for me because I, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I don't know what I grew up with that. I had a, a, I don't know, a breakthrough or some sort of. They affected me mm-hmm. to where I, you know, they put you in touch with certain emotions. Or I guess so. I just feel like I listened to them at an emotional time in my life before I became cold and callous like I am now. <laughs> right. So, you, so well, when I had feelings, this was an important band. Well, you know, a lot of people when they're young, they have very passionate feelings, and they're trying to sort out how they feel about them and how what does the world mean. And music becomes the soundtrack to those. And so when we hear the songs, we flash back to, oh, my God, I was so confused then or I was so angry or I was so in love or, you know. Indeed. (laughs) Is this an episode of Indeed? I think it is. And it already ended. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, that's that's me too. Like, I feel the same way about there's so many of their songs that make me feel like wistful and nostalgic and emotional. Yeah, like Fable – Fables of Reconstruction, I have a very vivid memory of putting that vinyl on in my $160 a month Gainesville apartment mm. at the University of Florida. But, yeah. So it's and so <laughs> you spent an extra six or so on that record? and uh, uh, as, So what, your budget was approximately $156 a month? Or? My rent was $160 a month for my own place oh, okay. in Gainesville, Florida. Got it. And so you spent an extra six oh, yeah, every month yeah, that, for that, that one album? That freed up some disposable <laughs> income to buy a, a record, yes. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, well, they're, uh, uh, if, you, if you could say anything to them, what would you say to them? Thank you for the music. Uh, I know that's a pretty – they weren't seeing that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the music. A lot of fucking great songs, man, like an yeah. incredible amount, like putting together a top ten was I could have done a top 30 easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. You or should, a top 50 You should even. check out their – the two albums that came after this, because the, they get great again. Oh, at uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I have. You talk I have, about up. Uh, no, uh, accelerate, accelerate and uh, collapse into. There's now. a song on accelerate. I think what's discoverer. Mm-hmm. That's on collapse into. Oh, now. collapse into now. That's a really good song. Yeah, uh, I do, I don't want to you know spoil this, but I have heard accelerate. Yeah. Uh, that was the first REM record I truly bought because yeah. I was excited about it. So that'll be. I know this al- this album is maybe not our favorite. So it, was, it, it could have been a bummer Accelerate's episode. Accelerates the first REM album you bought? No, since not buying them. Okay, uh, All right. he fell out around automatic. I thought you were. Yeah. I was. You were like a Johnny Come Lately. I was going to rip into <laughs> no, but, you. No, but but what I was going to say is this: while this record maybe wasn't uh, one of our favorites, you uh, Todd have been one of our favorite guests. Thank you. Yeah, you and, were great. Uh, was you I? Really, oh yeah, right. you really brightened oh, totally. up uh, what. Could have been a slog for us, so I really appreciate it. Okay, um, good. And yeah, thanks uh, for doing the shitty album with us. 
<laughs> hey, that wasn't me saying it's shitty, guys. No, nope, yeah, I know you're very again. you're very worried about public perception about. Yeah, I'm a. So uh, we're at the end here. We're next time I see you or we see you. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but we'll be getting to accelerate soon. So until then, thank you to Todd Barry, and until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.